and welcome to episode 396 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparis, coming to you from the Matthew Natsis Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. You want to get in on this studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? And we love our Natsis, Matthew Na- <laughs> Natsis. <laughs> Y'all owe me a hundred Natsis patrons! Uh, <laughs> Uh, Chris Antista still has his PS3, but the cat's doing some damage to it. And PS3, uh, yeah, PS5. Really? Sorry, I want I want rid of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet you it. thought the what was it the sharks I was diving with? I bet you thought they got me, but you'd be wrong. Matthew Allen is here. I'm very relieved. I don't have to come up with another excuse for you this week. And we are joined for the first <laughs> time ever by a special guest. Hi, I'm Tony Wilson from Framework. A chain gun pope on Twitter of frameworks fame. I am at Chain Gun Pope on Twitter. That's a handle you might have heard around the Laser Time community once in a while, but now it's associated with a different thing that I think you should check out. Yeah, uh, the first the first video I, I only watched the first part of it just now, but uh, it's about Demon Souls. It is about hey, Demon Souls. Ironically enough, that's about as far as most people get into Demon Souls, Chris. So you're good. <laughs> Watching a YouTube video about it. It's almost my only reason for not wanting to sell my PS5. It's the hmm. only exclusive. Actually, it's about as far as most people get into a YouTube video, too, so I, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the effort. <laughs> the, the title screen was as far as my PS5 made it into Demon's Souls before it uh, had a big crash and had to be factory reset to factory settings. Oh, boy. Mm. That was a while Stop ago. it. I'm well, trying to sell See, mine. don't I feel special, because by the time you post this episode, I'll have my Platinum. In Demon nice. Souls. Congratulations. Oh, Yee. You might but, say the PS5 what? is the Dark Souls of new consoles. <laughs> how difficult it is to play games. You might. Tony, could you give us an elevated pitch of what Framework is? Framework examines the little things that make a big difference in your favorite games. So, you know, everybody talks about Demon Souls and the Soul series. It's a big thing. But, I, you know, for, for, this, for these videos, I thought, let's take a look at the games people are already playing, but maybe look at them in a different way, right? So... This first video is about Demon Souls and the world tendency system and how mm. uh, it is terrible. It's not a good system, mm. but the elements that comprise the system did go on to do like really cool things in the later games in the right. series, um, putting that positive spin on it because the channel is about positive things. So despite the like, um, I don't want to call my own video clickbait, but despite the let's say attention grabbing title of the video, uh, it is a it is a positive message. So no, that's, uh, tune that's in why for that. that. That's why that the remaster is so bizarre because it's simultaneously like the best and worst version of a Dark Souls game because it's using the Demon Souls framework with mm. immaculate fucking te- technology behind it. It is and, mighty different from this. If you have not played Demon Souls but played the other ones, uh, get ready for something very different. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the muscle memory is just not the same. Uh, there's, you know, I mean, we, we don't need to get into the minutia of it, but uh, uh, it's not I, the same. I, I remember Souls. I didn't bat my eyes at Demon Souls. Until mm-hmm. Games Gamespot, the outlet you work for, I think they gave it Game of the Year. And, uh, and yeah, was that like, was that what? was before that was before my time, uh, and it is now after my time at Gamespot as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that was like 2009 when it came out, uh, which that was pretty cool. And honestly, I uh, you know before I before I left, I said Hades is Game of the Year, and you know it, so we'll see if that happens. But Ooh, uh, I would not be surprised if there's a bit of a reprisal and. Demon Souls Remastered is also their 2020 game of the year. I truly wouldn't be surprised. Uh, All right, fellas, step back, step back. You ready for this transition? You know, it's funny you mentioned Demon's Souls, which uh, for its time was a PlayStation exclusive, because this week's <laughs> yes. top five, well, Michael, I, I was is... going to focus on all the PS5 banter, because that is the reason that we're going to talk about PS4 exclusives that defined mm-hmm. the system because it's now dead. 
It's not functionally yeah. dead. Nobody plays PS4 anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Fuck Forget it. <laughs> Michael, there is literally one right no, here about it, it, three no. inches off camera for me. Okay, Look, close your eyes the, and open there, them. There it is. Look at that. DualShock 4 no, right there. No, don't <laughs> I mean, show me this. In all seriousness, that's the weirdest thing about this holiday season is you guys have like your new consoles and I'm literally playing every new game you are except yeah. for Demon Souls. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, I'm playing that too. Honestly, except for like the haptics and the SSD and the ability to do 4K at 60 FPS, it is a very similar experience. I think we we have a little while to wait before the no, Series I, X and PS5 really pick it, You up. should play more Demon Souls then, I think. Yeah. From well, I've been playing a bunch of Demon Souls. The, the tendency system has fucked me up. I can't farm skeletons <laughs> anymore. God damn it, there's a Black <laughs> Phantom sitting right there that kicks my ass every time. I, it's just, uh, as someone who doesn't have a, a gaming-capable PC, I haven't been able to revel in 60 frames, 4K, as many of you have. This is not something that any of the other systems can do, and only Demon Souls really shows that. I don't see it in Miles Morales. Um, I could easily, I think, make the jump back to PS4. And uh, you don't really have to, because like, for some reason all PS5 games but one come with a PS4 version, and <laughs> I'm just going to go back. And uh, yeah, I, I think the PS5 is a massive jump. It has one exclusive. There is one exclusive defining this console generation. That is it. Mm. Demon Souls. Across both platforms, yeah. really. Across both platforms, <laughs> yes. Astro's that Playroom. Is the, Astro's Playroom is sorry is amazing. Astro's Playroom as a showcase for what the uh, DualSense can do, though, mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. tr truly is 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 very impressive. I, I honestly thought he was talking about Astro's Playroom and not Demon Souls. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, that no, is no, the, no. And, that's and, a big exclusive. And, and like, I am a PS Plus member, and I never even go to this beautiful Essentials area, which is like a light yet better refined version of Game Pass, which is contains every game we'll be talking about. I think. Possibly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't. I, I believe uh, it's yeah, there's the there's the the PlayStation collection, the, um, the PS4 Essentials collections, and this is yeah. this is for the the ten of you out there with your PS5s and don't know this exists. Get <laughs> PS Plus because technically everything we mention can be gotten for a one month of PS Plus if you're a fast yeah. player. Yeah. yeah, and there there are going to be some. We we have some rules to this list. Yeah, it, we have it caveats. It has to still be. A PlayStation 4 oh, exclusive. But it, it can you. also Horizon's be on great. PS5. One of these is on PS5. But unfortunately, like Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding both probably would have gotten easy ins if they hadn't gone to PC. I'm not saying it's bad that they went to PC. I'm, I'm happy more people get to play it. But if we're talking about exclusives, they're no longer exclusives. So, Don't forget about the rule that uh, Persona 5 can cash in its uh, money at the bank case, or money in the bank case, and then roll up and challenge for the championship. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> and I the cage I match. <laughs> uh, I guess the other rule we should we should say, Michael, is we, I think we focused, let me just double check, yeah, it, all pre-2020 titles, yes. because there's some good ones in 2020 that I would imagine we'll be talking about in a few weeks on our Game of the Year yes, shows. Absolutely. Mm. This was a dumb rule I found out about the last minute, and I was arguing a lot more than I needed to. <laughs> well, it was it was really just like, if we include that one game on here, when we have to talk about that other game, then, yeah. The rules rules are important for these things, though. Yeah. I, I gave myself a self-imposed, for any of my personal, you know, end-of-the-year lists, I, I gave myself maybe two or three years ago... Uh, I don't include any remakes or remasters. We don't um, either. We have a special does, show just for yeah. those. Yeah, and it does make a, it makes a big difference, even though, like... You know, were, to, were I to include that, I can include something like the Demon Souls remake. But uh, there's enough, you know, there's there's just enough of them that I don't want that clouding up a list, you know? Mm. Where would Miles Morales stand? 
I haven't touched it yet because I'm finishing up my Demon Souls Platinum first. A 10-hour game based on the framework of a previous game. It's, yeah, that's an expansion. It's, yeah, it's an expansion. It's very good. It's like an Uncharted Lost Legacy or something. Yeah, it's Fuck a Lost excellent. Legacy. Yeah. But it's goddamn excellent. It has Preferable very impressive reflections. Game. I will say that. Mm. I turned them off. I don't want anything to reflect. And and I don't want any ray traced. None, none no, of my rays will be traced during my game. Part. I want to open up my PS5, set everything to minimum, yeah. and really just experience it the way it was intended. <laughs> Figure out how to matter. do like super low uh, fidelity so everything looks like a PS1 game with high textures. I want to make, want to make Wait, Demon Souls look like King's Field. That's mm-hmm. the goal. <laughs> you, can, you can cut this out, but Maddie, are you wearing a, a, a Subway down vest? <laughs> no. That's are so funny. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm no. rewatching Community. The, the, the college keeps getting taken over by Subway, and I just wondered if you got some ner- Subnautica. I'm a video oh, game dude. <laughs> He's legally changed though. his name to Subnautica. No, look however, at the, look if at the you fun. do want, see, however, if you it. do want double meat with that, uh, it is an extra dollar <laughs> fifty. Right, right. That's the expansion for Subnautica. The double meat expansion. <laughs> Uh, wow. That is one 12-inch like game. <laughs> like, uh. I, like I would just rock. Yeah, sure. Subway mess. Why not? Fuck it. I don't care. It's game Apocalypse. <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> God, I wish note. we were sponsored. If anyone from Subway's listening, call us. Sponsor us. If anybody from Subnautica's listening, let's do it. I don't care. If anybody from QAnon's listening, I fucking... I dropped my phone last week. This sucks. <laughs> I'm good on that. You guys, yeah. you can have the yeah, you can I, have I, that yeah. sponsorship. I'll, I'm going to pass on that one. The line there. Look, <laughs> money's money, and I'm I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, top five PS4 exclusives right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And what did we decide, Baker? Did Totally totally Rad actually come out? Don't think so. But okay. if it did, it was on my birthday. I turned 14 that day. Happy and birthday, I guess that's Baker! Rad. It was Magical John in Japan. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a toilet accessory. It was also They were also cartoon characters in Japan, and for America, they were California surfer dudes uh-huh. who looked real, like, in the cutscenes. And it's just like, yeah, that's everything that's wrong with America. Because mm-hmm. instead of just accepting these amazingly designed characters, like, no, 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 we want to be kids to be able to see themselves in mobile, who are kids, and everything we watched had like a, yo, bro, let's party. Uh, we're all Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, no, we're fucking not. Some of us are quiet How did that become so ubiquitous that everyone was a fucking surfer yes. in the 80s, even if I, they lived in like Illinois? Some of us aren't even white. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? 
PS4 top five exclusive. PS4 exclusives. Yes. Did I say PS5 exclusives? I'm forgetting. That, you said PS4. I think you did, uh, did going into the break. PS4 exclusives. And I don't think there's enough to make a top five for PS5. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, actually, um, that'd be an amazing joke library. List. Top yes. two exclusives. Demon, Demon Souls and then uh, two through five are every hour of bug snacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is also on PS4, however. Oh, fuck. Is it really? It was, yeah. I, uh, I, I knew played it was it, on PC. Uh, in, in, yeah, I, I played it on uh, on PS4 initially uh, mm-hmm. ahead of launch, and then, um, but but it is free on PS5. Just the PS5 version is free on PS Plus. So ah, if you can, you know, if you're capable of grabbing that, I thoroughly recommend it for no yeah. other um, possible foreshadowing reason for future stuff I'm working on. Just that Ooh. it's a good game. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> I mean, uh, I will say I enjoyed it. It is a little weird that the internet was gaga for it before it came out, and then went completely silent after it did. They just um, like the song. It yeah, was just yeah, that one Kira Kira Benito but, song. But it also it's, is have a you really not good, learned anything from snakes on a plane? It's it's a uh, really good showcase for the DualSense haptics because uh, like things I noticed were like, oh, this vibrates differently if I'm walking on rock versus if I'm walking on snow. That's kind of mm-hmm. neat. I'm gonna have uh, to try that because I only yeah. played the PS4 version. Yeah, I recommend it. But anyway, let's jump in with number five. <laughs> Embarrassed anime grunting by friend of the show Tyler yeah, Wild. Yeah. I, I would recommend. I, I would recognize those hiccups anywhere. Yeah. Is, uh, is this actually one we're, that, we're already uh, breaking Tony... a rule? We're breaking yeah, our rule Blue with Blue. our first yep. entry. This isn't a game of the year list. Oh, it's not. No. What are we talking no, about? No, no. I need. I need to take my sentence. PS4 sources. You are, you are is... breaking my remake rule, but yeah. I wasn't. I, I. It is not my role on the list. It is your mm-hmm. role. I am your guest. This is but Shadow the, of the Colossus. And the reason we put it on here is it's always been a. PlayStation ecosystem exclusive. Yes. If you if you go back to the original, that's a PS2 game. Technically, this has been exclusive on three successive PlayStation consoles. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there was I think, that, but also, yeah. technically, if you're reading the news this week, I still find it amazing that the uh, Series S can mm-hmm. emulate this now. Really? <laughs> yeah, PS2 huh. games. Yeah, PS2 oh, well. emulation is super rough, even if you have a nice PC, and apparently people have got ps2 games fired up on the xbox series s yeah you have to uh, enable like a developer kit unit or, or like some wow. some kind of code like developer mode and then you can yeah, run you, could, them. you could potentially brick it just to play something there play for microsoft's $5. backwards compatibility is so good it extends to their main competitor <laughs> yeah oh, yeah you can play yeah. burn cycle the the original edition but i <laughs> i think Shadow of the Colossus is a fantastic game. It's it's one of a very small number of games that are almost perfect in in mm. a lot of ways. And I, I think this is the absolute best version of it. It's the best looking version. Like this is kind of like you can sort of see like maybe this was what the original vision for it was supposed to be like. Um, but you know, maybe I'm overstating it because it's basically a shot for shot remake by Bluepoint who are also did the Demon Souls remake and are now the yeah. acknowledged masters of the point for point everything is the same but looks so much better remake. Yeah, mm. they they're they're not just like remaster guys, they're like from the ground up, rebuilt from the ground up mm-hmm. game remakes. Yeah, but uh, yet reverse engineered games mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yet exactly yeah. the same as the originals more or less. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't like to talk about uh 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 when we find out something that's... Ha- we, we don't normally, like, dish and spill information, but I found out about the development of the Demon Souls remake, like, fucking four years ago. 
So that's how long wow. these people spent on like just remaking a game, not, not frame by frame, but you see what I'm saying. Like they weren't mm. they weren't technically doing anything new with it. They were just they had the template, and it still took this long because it's it, it's beautiful. Now, Blue Point did not. They were the PS4 version, right? They did not remaster the PS3 version. That was a different no. thing. I, I think the, the PS3 one was just like uh, they were able to make certain things widescreen and yeah, the, polish the, up the some The PS3 texture. one was a remaster. It was you like, go. you know, we're, we're sharpening a few things. We They added 3D, and it remains the only game that ever has impressed me with 3D glasses. Like, because that huh. gives it such a palpable sense of scale. Guess and someone didn't play like Rad Racer back little... in the day. Nope. That might be a little terrifying, honestly. Mm, like, it, especially it that is. one that swings, the one that swings like the giant, you know, Tetris L block down at you. Yes. <laughs> like, that would be terrifying. <laughs> Wait, though, is this, does this have a VR mode? That would be great. Holy fuck. I don't think so, but Last Guardian does not. Was. Yeah, Last Guardian is a tri Well, it's a demo, but it's it's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, you can have a I, bird dog sniff your face, basically. Mm-hmm. It's. <laughs> I uh, so to the to the point of this being you know a PS4 list. I I have only played the the PS4 remake. I did not play the original, uh, nor the PS3 remaster. But I remember like at the time, as soon as I finished it, like I felt like I was like a part of like some fancy club that like now like you know I like I got it like I got something I didn't get before about this game, and it's it was, I mean just just a a, a spectacle. Uh, like yeah. you said, Michael, like like the the scale of stuff that that you were going mm-hmm. up against. Um. A grip mechanic long before Breath of the Wild did it. Yes, yep. um, yeah. <laughs> and and just you know such such a you know just an an interesting world. Like like I I want to know more about this world, right? Like we only know this one little this little valley or whatever mm-hmm. it is that 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 you're riding around in, right. uh, you know, it, defeating these things. But like I want to know what's beyond that. Like truly, I I am. I'm, I'm captivated by everything in that game. Yeah, the story of that kingdom you've basically been exiled from, and you know, yeah. with the, the the dudes who show up. Yeah. Spoiler alert! At the end, I'm like, what? I want to know about that place yeah. outside. Well, of it's the it's not that you're exiled; it's that you're it's so wander. Uh, the the hero brings the body of Mono, who's this girl who might be his lover, his sister. I'm not sure that it's ever quite established, but she is either dead or comatose, and he he talks to this demon named Dorman and says that uh, she was sacrificed because she had a cursed fate. And I, I love the, they, they speak in a, in a made up language, but uh, I love the, the way that Dorman talks. If the least do is. It's like two or three voices talking at once and with like a, a weird like pre-echo like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I swear I have Animal Crossing. I swear I have villagers in my Animal Crossing village who speak like that. It's mm. it's just really, really <laughs> weird, you know. To the, uh, you know, this uh, this is twice during this recording we're mentioning conspiracies, but I want to introduce <laughs> a little conspiracy theory here. Um, Blue Point, of course, remade Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. yes. Uh, most recently remade Demon Souls. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, as as you uh, you know, as we know, you, you speak to this monstrous force known as Doran. Demon Souls, the name of the previous king, or maybe it's two generations ago, is uh, Doran. Just one letter different, I believe, hmm. or at least no. uh, syllabically very similar. Maybe the spelling's a little different, but really close there. I just wanna. Yeah. Throw, throw a little interesting like that'd be you, you, hilarious I'm, if that was how they chose their projects like well yeah. we have this one rule 
You gotta look <laughs> for a character sound. sort of named this way. Maybe <laughs> Team Eco and FromSoft have been trading notes. And we're they're, gonna... they're gonna be doing a cooking simulator next where you have to cook durians because <laughs> that's close enough. You know, <laughs> never Our Dora the Explorer that... game is gonna be yeah. just... <laughs> It's gonna be beautiful. I'm trying to imagine cooking durians. It's like that would like that would be ten times worse than Brussels sprouts. My God, that would smell so yeah. bad. <laughs> I know we've talked about Shadow on here before, but I think I've oh, yeah. compared it to a bullfight. In that, like mm. you have this raging beast that you're trying to control and and uh, get your blade into, and there's always this moment where like this intense exhilaration turns to instant regret. It's never triumphant when you kill the Colossi. There's no. always that, that moment of silence, and then you have to watch it slowly collapse while this sad music plays. And uh, then, of course, you get chased by the tendrils of darkness, and they overwhelm you, and then you're a little worse off when you respawn in the temple. Yeah, yeah, a little little more ink, ink-like features all mm-hmm. over you. You mm-hmm. get a little, little, yeah, paler. Uh, yeah, it's the, the the sense of melancholy in this game. I think I've described it as is yeah. just like overwhelming. Like everything in this world just feels like there's this permeating sadness, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. but it's it's not bad. It's not like an oppressive game in that way. It's it's kind of nice, you know. You're just like, yeah, this is a. I just want to know more. Yeah, I want to understand what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Just like a good Souls game, you know. You want to mm-hmm. understand what's what. Who the fuck is this NPC giving me this? What? Why does this item have such an elaborate backstory? You know. Mm-hmm. And mm. when will Bluepoint do an eco remaster? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you sure. I, you know, to your point about it being like a bullfight as well, Michael. I mean, there are there are two colossi that are literally you yes. you fight them like Matador style. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. true. Um, and 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 one of my favorite things about about this is um, you know, I, I enjoy adventure games and I enjoy um you know, the solving of, like, environmental puzzles that mm-hmm. often comes with that. And, you know, every one of these boss fights, uh, there's, what, there's 13? I don't recall the exact number of, uh, of Colossi. Or, or 14 or something, and there's always been a rumor about a hidden one. Um, each one is, is a puzzle to be solved. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't just run in there and, you know, dodge and block and attack. Like, you will not succeed in doing that. Like, each one has a series of weak points that you have to... Uh, find the way to reach, and you know, as I, yeah. you know, like we we're saying, like some are some are bullfights, right? Like you, there's the you literally there's the one that you lead into each pillar as it like breaks down the pillars, and you use the fallen pillars to like get above it and kind of drop down and stab it. There are sixteen colossi, by the way. There's like, the one yeah, that stomps on you. You got to shoot his foot, and you and then and then he, it weakens his leg, and you climb up the leg to get on yeah. his back. Yeah, they, yeah. They're... The last one is literally just a living tower that mm-hmm. you have to climb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it blasts you with lasers, and you have to dash between these trenches, World War II style. Yeah. 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 And of course, the flying one. The fuck. The flying one is so memorable, dude. Where you're just like riding this flying carpet enemy and trying to stab so it. There, to death there are a couple flying. of flying ones. There's the one that actually just like swoops at you and seems aggressive and then oh, there's the, the bird yeah and then there's phalanx <laughs> which is like one of the biggest bosses in a video game at the time mm. and it is totally indifferent to you like it's just this peaceful floating thing full of gas bags and you have to go puncture all its gas bags and kill it and mm-hmm. and i think that that's the one that stands out to me as especially sad like this wasn't hurting anything 
Yeah. Why did I have to go kill it out in the middle of you know, fucking nowhere? To further increase my uh, conspiracy theory here, that boss... Well, first of all, there is a boss in Demon Souls named Phalanx. Mm, second well, of all... Yeah. Very different. Uh, <laughs> second of all, the Storm King in Demon Souls is also a giant flying stingray. Mm. Just, just an interesting ah. thing. Interesting. What I'm saying is Blue Point's making the same game. Come on, guys. Yeah, let's yeah. spice it up. A little variety. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. Sure. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this is the best version of an amazing game, and uh, mm-hmm. it remains on PS4, um, playable on PS5. I think PS5, it's fitting, too. I would say this generation has largely been re- been defined by remasters oh, and yes. remakes. And mm-hmm. so if we're talking about, like, platform exclusives, it's like, well, yeah, the, we got to include one of those because that was a good fifth of the good games this generation, I hate to say it, yeah. were remakes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think fifth is undershooting it. Like, it might be. It might be. You know what uh, games don't define this generation, though? Number four. Best fucking exclusive nobody's talking about. VR yep. games don't define this generation. <laughs> Analysts thought they might yeah. at one point. Boy, uh, no, they, they mean, certainly at, don't. At least, at least it's getting support for another generation on the PS5, which, you know, you can't say for my HD DVD player. That's true. But but, <laughs> but this, this is Astrobot Rescue Mission, and yes. I, I, I'm doing everything I can not even to suggest for our Game of the Year awards Mario 3D All-Stars, even though it's probably what I played the most and had the most fun with. Mm-hmm. But this is... This is the next logical step from Mario Odyssey. This is a great 3D platformer with a ton of great VR hooks. And for my money, my favorite no-nonsense game music I have heard ever uh, yeah. in this music generation rules. of gaming. Yeah. It fucking rules. It's, it's so awesome. joyous. It's it's. But I, I, I'd say this is one of the best uses of VR. Probably my second favorite. Uh, next to Tetris Effect, you you literally unlock things by like, wait, what the fuck is that? And you just turn and look, and like, there you go, you brought this commercial airline down, yeah. And now or, you've or unlocked. There something. are times where you're platforming, so so we, you know, the game is a platformer. It takes place you're 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 behind your Astrobot like, as he's you're going like a through god the who's watching over Astrobot. Yeah, and and but there are times in the level where he like goes up on platforms above you, where if you want to see what's up on top of that platform, like where's the coin, you can just stand up out of your seat and you can see up there. It's yeah. fucking mm-hmm. wild, dude. Yeah. You it's, can look around walls. It's fucking. It's wonderful. But yeah, it's. I, it's one of the first VR games I played that wasn't in first person, that was third person, mm, and okay. uh, it's it's some of the best use of that perspective. Like I think Moss was the other Moss one. Moss was good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which but mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. Moss was a little different. Moss was like you're looking at a dollhouse on a table and controlling yeah. this thing that's walking through it. This is like you are a floating head in the middle of the level and yeah. you can kind of yes. look around and uh, you're being yanked like a like a balloon yes <laughs> to be a balloon <laughs> yeah. a kid That's is a holding analogy. an affair and and so there's those switches where you have to headbutt the switch remember it's just mm-hmm. wham yeah. and it'll 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 he'll go past it then yeah and you I, I think the mario the mario odyssey comparison comparison that you had there chris chris was really interesting um because like mario has always been like you know the way to showcase the new nintendo platform right sure. like what yeah, can yeah, we do yeah. on this and like I, th- I think like especially now with with um, uh, Astro's Playroom, uh, like we're I think we're seeing Sony do that with like its own little mascot. Like you know this yeah. was a showcase for what PSVR could yeah. do. Um, Astro's Playroom showcases what that DualSense controller can do. So like 
Yeah, like like even, this. Even it, I feel I, I feel reluctant embracing Astrobot as like mm. Sony's mascot, but like his last two games are among the best on the system, and he's he deserves a little more respect. It's a built-in launch game for the PS5. Yeah. Like that that you know that says something. It, it, is, it's, it is the best real launch game in 15 years. Yeah. It, <laughs> Remind me where Astrobot came from. Like as a character, he was the, wasn't the it in a VR demo? It's, I think game he was, room. It's, yeah, he it started like, in the yeah. playroom, which was for yeah. the PlayStation PS4 camera. Yeah, he was like oh, a chat avatar somewhat, or like you could play with him in VR while like chatting with other people yeah well it was, it was also i think like i think before the vr headset that the the camera came out and like you could play like these little ar games where it would uh you know you'd you'd be on camera but it would project all these different things onto the tv screen that mm. were around you and you could like play with them or, or that fucking right. harry potter book game remember mm. that thing for that that was yeah. the same tech where it was uh... yeah okay so yeah i mean he's been there but I think they finally figured out, like, well, we don't really have a mascot. We, even though we did a mascot fighter where we borrowed all these characters or just grabbed the most random ass characters from places, um, they're like, we, we kind of need a mascot to showcase off these features. And this is one of the best showcases for, I mean, PSVR, I know, you know, VR didn't, didn't define this generation, but it is an impressive piece of tech for the price point. Like, they did manage to get VR into homes for a few hundred bucks, which is still... We're just now getting there with like Oculus with the Quest and stuff like that. You yeah, know, so. I bummed out. My PS5 took the place of my PS4, so for three weeks I haven't exercised because I exercise at least a few times a week with my PSVR. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never. I'll never shit on VR after that. Like <laughs> I, I love it as a fitness tool, and mm. I, I can't stand the idea of going to a gym, especially now. Uh, <laughs> so why not enjoy a little VR? Dude, Club Ring Fit for life over here, dude. Yeah, Ring Fit, <laughs> Ring Fit was actually like, I just don't want the, this. I don't want as much cardio. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. So, sure. Oh, it's yeah. so hard. I don't want as much running in place on a hardwood floor. Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Even before Astro's Playroom, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission was kind of pushing the boundaries of, of haptics a little bit in that, like, the robot, Astro, would occasionally jet into your controller and... Yeah. Uh, just, just sort of hang out in so there. So cute. And he'd make parts of it rumble, or like you'd feel the the touchpad like uh, quiver a little bit as he like flipped it open and popped in. Or... Yeah, every level starts with him popping out of your controller, mm-hmm. and then the collectible in the game are these other little Astrobots that you they're hidden. And when we were talking about like, yeah, you can like look up or look around a corner. That's usually how you find them. And when you collect them, they they pop into your controller. They they hop in there, and it's like a fucking pokeball. There's like a thousand Astrobots mm-hmm. in that controller. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't know what they're or doing in there. Car. They're having astro orgies in there. We don't know. I, I would assume so. Sucking and each it, other's it, astro pops. Yeah. That's a well, shout and, out and to astro pop, which is a real candy. Uh, depending on where you are, uh, the, I think the Midwest calls them bomb pops. Mm. You and huh? I call them. I, I thought you were going to say astro holes, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> they each their own. <laughs> we're, are we, we're just going to skate by the obvious astro glide joke. Mm. Like, there we go. Yeah. See, that I know. I, I think Michael just referenced a glory hole in the space station. There's a, there's a real um, product with astro in the name, guys. Come on. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that was discussed in a Sony boardroom at some point. Like, well, 
And but mm. some guy who like didn't want to admit he was a little freaky was like mm, hesitant yeah. to bring it up. Like I don't know if I should talk about Klaus. Astro Klaus over there in the corner was like, "Well, oh, I do not know if I should tell you what happens yeah. behind the closed doors." <laughs> <laughs> we all do this with our partner's butthole, do we not? So let's play. Only I know it is meant for lubing up the Jetsons' dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hang glider used by George Jetson's canine companion. I see no problem. Here. <laughs> uh, where were we? Astrobot. Astrobot. Restoration. Right. Because even I, I get confused of what this is called. Because like he's got the playroom and what? I, what's the yeah. new thing called? The new well, thing is Astro's playroom. Yeah. Astro's playroom. And then when he debuted in something, or didn't debut, but was featured in a PS4 product called The Playroom. Yeah, The Playroom. <laughs> the Playroom, little... Astrobot yeah. Rescue Mission, Astro's Playroom. I think I think you should just call, call the entire franchise Astrobot, and that's what each new game is called. It's just Astrobot. Yeah. You know? But I, I, was, I kept yelling at Elston to play it, because mm. like um, in terms of the music I know we both like when we do, did a VG, VG Empire, which I keep forgetting the name of for some reason. I'm very old now. But also, like, what's Sony's other great platformer of last year? Knack? Like, uh, Knack, Knack 2, I heard, was a great improvement. But, like, what, sure. what great platformer is on the PS4 from 3D traditional platformer? I can't think of anything. I like a of, lot of platformers, and I'm struggling to, to recall one right now. Yeah, ukulele? Hell, hell, this is so much better than ukulele. And I apologize for using the H word. But, uh, but in the sense, the sense of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the age that I am, and the sense of... The wow factor coming out of this game. Um, I am constantly smiling, bobbing my head around like Stevie Wonder. Mm. I look like Kramer accepting an award from Mel Torme. That is a very nice way of making a very terrible joke for very old people. But uh, everyone who came over to my house for a while, I showed them this or the Trico demo to let them know, no, this is what VR can do. Here's a platformer that it, at its core, you understand how to play this immediately. But there's all these other things happening with the VR unit that are completely new and will make you feel like a child. Yeah. And I, I absolutely loved it. And even though I never, I haven't really seen another VR game adopted either. Yeah, I mean, I, there are other games that sort of have this same approach where you are mm -hmm. basically playing two games. On the one hand, you're controlling this little robot through a platformer. On the other, you are interacting as like this giant following them around to manipulate the environment around them, like uh, launching tethers into platforms to eat, to Yank him out where the robot can jump on him. It also just feels really cool to like launch a little grappling hook and like just yank this thing out. Uh, Trover saves the strangely universe. sounded strangely violent. <laughs> Apart from like bit. if you don't know that that's well, what that's from. Speaking like, of strangely violent, Trover <laughs> saves the universe is another game that does something very similar. Where like mm. yes, you are controlling Trover, but you are also manipulating the environment around him to open up paths and ruin people's day. And I'm sorry. Is since I paid for the VR and not playing a lot on it right now, is Trover worth jumping into? I, I uh, keep seeing him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I had fun with it. I finished it. It's a silly game. I wouldn't pay too much for it, but yeah, uh, I, I regret every cent I spent on virtual reality. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Um, weird little hack and slash brawler slash weird <laughs> VR title. Uh, and the jokes are pretty good. You know, if you, if you just want to hear Justin Roiland talking a bunch of different voices for several Ooh, hours. Yeah. 
pretty much. I'm Barmbly oh. Barmface. Yeah. And I, I like Justin Roiland a lot. I don't know why I'm making fun of him. Uh, <laughs> love Rick and Morty. Solar Opposites, yeah. by the oh. way, the show I've heard no one talk about this year. And oh, it's yeah. excellent. All, wow. And all, all the bad guys like sound exactly like Rick, and they're like, oh, you hurt my butthole. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Way to go, Sony. Uh-huh. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this I think this is this is uh, Astrobot um, Rescue Mission is a game I've heard very few people talk about, but I feel like if you have a PSVR, this is a must-play title, and it's it's a mm-hmm. it's an overlooked gem of the PS4's library. But uh, we're leaving out all the crown pleasers, so let's get into something everyone seems to really like. Number three. Uh, hello, Parker. Where are you? We must run through the demonstration at least once before the grant committee arrives. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Dealing with a personal issue. I'll be in soon. Promise. Ugh. Better wrap this up quick than get to my real job. Spider-Man shooting ropes around the city. Uh... No idea what this is. No, no. Um, uh, no. <laughs> no, no none whatsoever. This is Marvel Spider-Man, obviously. You know, this, this, this exclusive comes with a bit of anger. Mm. A for Sony locking down spider-man and b for marvel just like in a world where matt's favorite game marvel's avengers doesn't exist mm-hmm. um it's not a bad game Mar- by the way it's not my favorite but it's not bad <laughs> that, that, just take that out marvel... the live elements and it's a decent co-op brawl yes that's, that's a... i've said that not, all along not to not to get off off topic but like i am fascinated to see if the marvel the mcu overtakes everyone's consciousness again like it did over the last 11 years because i don't think it will actually mm. I think people. I don't think you can recapture that after it's been over a year. I think a lot but of people are time, desperate to have their consciousnesses taken over. Maybe, maybe. I but, think. But like that, I think Disney's on a Star Wars cycle right now. Like I, I know for a while they were doing both, but it, it, with things like Mandalorian and and like people are talking that, about Oscatano <laughs> or whatever. Right? I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? You know? So I, I went jump back and look forward to new sick of Star Wars. I, I jumped into a lot of Clone Wars for that recent episode. But uh, but that Marvel Spider Man for. PS4 and PS5 is all you have to know that Marvel dominated our consciousness for 11 years. That's fucking a, in games. That is a bummer. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in video games, it, it makes, is the yeah, it makes know. me angry mm-hmm. as hell because I don't know that like, is this the best Spider-Man game that's ever existed, or is it just the only thing we got? Where a fucking real company bothered to make a Marvel game for this entire generation. I mean, it's I definitely think it's the best. It's the it best. Is, yeah, the best. I, I would say it's it's technically the best. I mean, you know, you can have your nostalgia, your rose colored glasses for other things, right. right? Like, you know, I'm certainly a big fan of the the um the Activision PlayStation One and sixty four uh, Spider Man game. But yeah, like you know, you, you, this game took um you know everything that was good about Spider Man games and made them better. Mm-hmm. And everything that's good about Spider Man games is a, is a short list. Granted, just I, I think it's... it took everything that made Arkham games great and made it better mm. too. Yeah, it has a lot of Arkham DNA in it. Yeah, the, which, the fights which, are one hundred percent Arkham, but faster. Yeah, yeah but it, more but also like the unlockables are much more fun and easier to get to, and not as annoying as like two hundred thousand Riddler trophies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and very and just generally very rich in Spider Man history too. Like there's, yeah. I, I don't remember how many costumes, but you know. So many of them just have such a, such a strong place in Spider-Man history, and you know, I mean, that's continued with Miles Morales having the um, the Into the Spider-Verse suit, which is oh, just yes. like so uh, cool. Like I, I, I sent these guys cool. a, a video. You can use you can equip uh, Into the a Spider-Verse mod, which reduces your frame rate to that of Miles Morales from the mm-hmm. movie. 
but it also affects the kitty cat you can have yeah. in your backpack. Yep, it affects every suit. You can suit. have the yeah. frame rate of the cat. That, that is, I've been, I was playing around with that, and but for whatever reason, only wearing the suit from the movie makes me feel like I'm playing the movie. Uh, yeah, all the, all the rest of them, it's just like, this frame rate's kind of fucked up, but I'm leaving this mod on anyway. <laughs> there's, there's an animated suit you unlock that it yeah. kind of gives a similar vibe as well. Not mm-hmm. not the Spider-Verse suit, but right. there's an yeah, I know I know the one you mean, too. the cel-shaded one. But, yeah. but yeah. I I ended up going with the Miles Morales 2020 uh, suit with the reflective Daft Punk-style helmet because there's yeah. a cutscene where someone leans in real close and on the PS5 you can see his face reflected in the helmet. Ooh, that's, that's neat. cool. That's ray tracing, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but you it, know what's so funny about Spider-Man? I hadn't really thought of before. Is like in terms of being an open-world game, it's actually kind of a very traditional, almost like last-gen. It's not doing a ton of like the the open world itself is fairly confined because mm-hmm. it's Manhattan. You go around, you get your collectibles, but it's not. If you think of like how GTA almost kind of redefined the open-world genre, it. Spider-Man's very, very kind of traditional, but it was just the most fucking refined version of that yeah. traditional open-world formula well, I had ever played. And and Spider-Man's open world is not the draw. The draw is the traversal. The draw is moving mm. through this world very fast. Point yeah. launches, baby. Yeah, the momentum you can build up uh, is just... It, I mean, it really is exhilarating. And, of mm. course, you know, they play off of that, too, with, you know, the checkpoint races, and especially... I don't know if you all played the... The DLC, but especially the, um, oh, yep. what is that character's name? Uh, the screwball challenges. Uh, hmm. they, they really test a lot of that stuff. Yeah. They, they even, they, in the, in the OG game, they even almost had an homage to Superman 64 with, when the sky filled up with poisonous gas and it just made <laughs> oh, me yeah. think so much of Superman. I'm like, oh yeah, look at, look at all that fog. That, Cause you can't that see. That does anything. happen briefly in the PS4 game that there, there's, I think, a mission yeah, where yeah, like there's, there's fog and yeah. But I thought, that's I what I was meant, talking about. It was almost an homage to Superman. That was also the case with the PS1 Spider-Man game where it's like, there's uh, deadly fog. You can't go below the rooftops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, I remember that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got to rationalize that draw distance. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> yeah, can't yeah. render the whole city. We just have the rooftops. Yeah. It, it is and weird I, as an open world game, though. You're right, Michael. It's like there's a there's a few landmarks. Like there's definitely like some locations, but between that, it's just these filler buildings. You know, yeah. versus like GTA is like okay, everything is like this unique area. It's with Spider Man, it, it's okay that they're filler buildings because it's like no, I'm just going as fast as I can past I, this. I don't give. A I shit. didn't even notice they failed to retain the rights to the Chrysler building in Miles Morales. So it's just not there. Oh, really? And replaced wow. by a generic... Yeah, the, yeah. apparently there's copyright for fucking architecture, and they couldn't get okay. the Chrysler building. Yeah, notice I, I, I was... Whenever there's an open-world Manhattan, I'm very morbid, so I always, you know, immediately seek out, like, uh, where's where's 9/11. the Freedom Tower? And no. Freedom Tower <laughs> is not here. I try to, uh, I try to find, like, roughly where my apartment would be. It's <laughs> normally my go-to thing. I, I gotta say, too, one of the coolest things about this game is the Alex Jones-style J. Jonah Jameson that they incorporated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, like, I've, got, a, I've got a great clip right perfect. here. Perfect. Compare what it was like when Spider-Man first showed up to now. Okay, fair enough, I will. Then we had police and firefighters doing a wonderful job. There was crime, sure, but nothing they couldn't handle. Of course, we do have things now we didn't have then. Maniacs who shoot electricity out of their eyes. Walking piles of sand. Nazis made of bees! Didn't Spider-Man put all those guys in jail? 
You're missing the point. They didn't exist before he came along. Yeah. Um, listen, these say, are related because I'm louder. <laughs> Nazi B, very <laughs> underrated Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I, I don't know that one, but I'll, I'll take his word for it. Maybe he's related to Matt Naz- Nazi. How did we say our, our no. patron's name no. at the beginning? <laughs> I want my Nazis. Uh, Matthew Nazis. <laughs> Matt Nasty? Matt if you Nasty? But what's, what's interesting is like, Listening to Jonah Jameson's podcast clips that keep coming up, it's like he's actually right about everything except Spider-Man. Like that's what his one weird blind spot. He keeps <laughs> talking about like fascist thugs on the streets and uh, so you know Big Brother Orwellian surveillance systems and all this other stuff. It's just like yeah, okay, you've you've got your your head on straight when it comes to civil liberties but for whatever reason you think a, a costumed vigilante who doesn't answer to anybody is a bad thing to have roaming around beating up random people i don't know i feel like j jonah jameson would be all about dominion software conspiracy <laughs> theories Probably. and shit he'd be like <laughs> but he's an award-winning journalist who in the uh in miles morales uh spoiler loses a uh, debate with a teenager anyway <laughs> <laughs> Well, teenagers are master debaters. We all know this. We were all teenagers once. Yeah, they're all locked in their rooms, master debating. I've got a very stiff dish towel to prove it. That's the joke. All right, all right. I'm just enhancing it with my worthless commentary. Well, you are a cutting linguist, Michael. I've always said that about you. I'm going to break up this dad joke off and just uh, let's get to the next entry. Yeah, I go back to... (laughs) I rarely move things along, so you know I'm annoyed. Fair enough. Hey, speaking of uh, dad dad jokes, jokes. though, right? Yeah, speaking of dad (laughs) jokes. Number two. That's what you get! Boy. Boy, look at me. Look at me, boy. Boy, look at me. Boy. Boy. We did it. You are not ready. Such a dick, Kratos. Such an old school PlayStation tagline. I hope he pronounced that with a red E. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it shows up in the subtitles. Just you are not. Why is that E red? Your note. (laughs) Dude, I mean, that is the Uh, hardest hitting thing when a parent just has the disappointed tone. mm -hmm. That that hurts. That cuts deeper than any sort of anger they could ever give you. What's there's the line he has. uh, I I believe it's from this game. The don't be sorry, be better. Hmm. (laughs) Sounds like a Kratos thing to say. Powerful line. Yeah. I think I've heard that a few times in my yeah, life. Sure, yeah. yeah, sure. He was actually having quite a parent moment there. Like, so, like, yeah, his son was losing his shit, mm-hmm. and as uh, you mm-hmm. notice, his first response, he wasn't like excited. He was just like, "Boy," because as a parent, they literally have gone through this stuff recently. He's like, "You're not really supposed to feed into the emotion because it just escalates shit." It's like if you start yelling, they'll just yell louder and stuff. Yeah. And so you're supposed to like keep it. He's trying to keep it calm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Kratos is trying to be a good dad. Have we said the name of the game yet, which it's is God, God of, of War? War. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, yes. what, 2018? 2018, yeah. sure. 2018 yeah. was a good Awful. year for games. That's when Shadow of the Colossus sure was. Best year for, and Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> it was a big year for PS4. That's when it really hit its stride. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of a recurring theme, especially early on. Kratos... Uh, who, as if you've if you've played the previous God of War games, you know that Kratos is uh, like the avatar of anger and revenge, and he just wants to 
uh, lash out at the world and destroy everything. And then in in the new God of War, he like a lot of time has passed. He's matured somewhat. He has uh, mellowed a bit, and he really, really does not want his son following in his footsteps. You want me to hate? I want you to try. Ow! What are you? Try again. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Too slow. Try again. High five. Weak. High. Again. Down low. Again. Stop it! Again! <laughs> Your anger. You can get lost in it. That ahead is difficult. And you, Atreus, are clearly not ready. Again, recurring theme. Not ready. Yep, you are not mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, so so. A lot of people they call this just the dad game, and they mm-hmm. they were almost like kind of saying like, yeah, this is a lot of video game developers who used to make the angsty, angry uh, God of War games have now grown up and had kids of their own and made this game. And I, to that, I say. You are absolutely right, and actually, yes. the audience grew up <laughs> with them. Yes, um, because yeah. when, as, yeah. as a dude who sees demographic data for average gaming ages and stuff like that, it's up in the 30s now. And if you're one of those people complaining, like, "Man, I want my old Kratos back," you didn't grow up, you fucking immature fuck, and you need to grow the fuck <laughs> up because yeah, there's yeah. two two dad games that I think have leveraged melancholic little boy to great effect. This and Heavy Rain. And for for me as someone who doesn't have a kid, there is something about a very sad little boy that makes you want to protect them and be like, "It's going to be okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get through this." And look, here's here's a cartoon. Here's here's some. Uh, I bought you some Chewies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heavy Rain had great writing, by the way. I'm just going to say that. Uh, even better delivery. Um, the best writing in all games. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I gotta say too, for you know, I, you know, obviously thematically, there's a lot going on, and, and you know, I, I'm I'm a, a bit younger than the rest of you, so I can't necessarily speak to any of the, mm-hmm. you know, the dad stuff. Um, but but I will say just you know, for, from a from a, uh, I mean, granted, only one of the people recording here actually is one, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, just, just as far as a, a technical showcase too, um, you know, you know, it it hides it in many ways, but the entire thing just being, you know. Uh, no loading, seamless cinematic to mm-hmm. gameplay, unbroken one shot kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is impressive. And, you know, we remark that, you know, 2018 was kind of that defining year being, you know, near the tail end there of the PS4 life cycle. And that's because, you know, they could get to a point where they could start doing stuff like this. Uh, you know, when they could really just tap into every little processor and every little corner of what the PS4 could do. And, and that gave us. A, a one take game essentially. Did they, and, do you, hmm, remind me? Did they announce that. that before it came out, or did we learn that after it was already out? The one take thing. I don't know if it was when it was already out, but I don't think it was. I don't think they announced it at the top. I think it came at some point during the like PR cycle. Because you almost like I thought of uh, Yggdrasil as sort of these loading areas, but yeah, it's mm. it's only when you go back and look, you're like, holy shit, yeah, the game never shows me a loading screen other than at startup. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, you're and, I mean, like it's, it's definitely disguising it. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, what's that cool term? There's a lot of frustrum culling going Ooh. on. Excuse me, 
Uh, that is, if I if I remember my term correctly, that is essentially when the game only renders what you're looking at because why bother rendering mm-hmm. the stuff you're not actually seeing? Mm-hmm. It's like I think it's like a big thing that Horizon Zero Dawn kind of pioneered. Um, Frustrum culling. Mm-hmm. Frustrum culling. Yes. yes. Man, everybody that was. Like a kid, that sounds like a kid who's going to grow up to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like a kid whose parents Frustrum. are Ivy League. That is an Ivy League fucking. Yeah, that is a young Republican. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that is a young Frustrum. Republican ass name. I also Frustrum. like people put down the jet ski keys. <laughs> Frustrum. People were people were photoshopping that onto the Clash's London Calling uh, album cover as well, which was really good. Frustrum calling in the uh, in a faraway uh, land. Yeah, just as we a don't render showcase. on the sides. <laughs> okay. yeah, as, as a technical showcase in that way, like man, just so impressive. Because especially yeah. like with it being one take, you could still you could have these moments that like they're more impactful because the camera was unbroken, like. At the beginning, that first fight with Balder, when he just like like crashes through your roof or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. through the gate, that Balder's had, gate. That, yes, they're perfect. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if that had been if that had been a cut, right? Like to a cut of just like someone outside punching through, like that's less dramatic. But when you've been spending this whole time just hovering behind Kratos' shoulder, and suddenly this other god just literally comes bursting into your vision, just tackling you to the ground, like that is so that makes so much more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. With Baldur showing up, <laughs> hovering behind those yeah. strong, manly yeah. shoulders, those yeah. muscular. Well, Baldur's Baldur's got more like the lean kind of Tom Holland build going on. Mm-hmm. Kratos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kratos I'm, I'm talking. You're talking about hovering over Kratos. Or's oh yeah, delicious, <laughs> supple, think, manly, yep. th- just rugged shoulders. God damn. Uh, all right, you like hold me, Kratos. God. Hold me. Uh, I, th- I think there's a couple. <laughs> Uh, interesting gameplay hooks to this as well. First mm. off, there was of course the axe, which was a ton oh, of fun yes. to throw and like just mm. just you could stand there and throw it around and experiment with like okay if I do this it goes only this far, but if I do this it goes this far, mm. and like just just that by itself felt so satisfying. Also, the way that the world is designed, where it felt very linear, up until you get to that big lake area where it's like now Mm -hmm. suddenly it's an open world and gradually the world opens up more and more and more to the point where like now I see how everything's connected. Now I can trace retrace my steps through this world and go all the way back to the beginning, which you have to do at one point for story reasons that I don't quite want to spoil, but um, I will play this clip of Brock uh, appreciating what you go back to to retrieve. Sweet Nana's nethers. What are those? It's it's Kratos' Crocs. I've never seen the like. That's what gotta be a family heirloom. No. Nor will it ever be. Son, my brother and me created me all near for the big idiot. I know from quality. And them them special. I, lo- I love the the dwarf brothers Brock and Sindri also, because you know you've you've got Brock who's just this very brusque type and he's he's blue because he likes to take colloidal silver all the time or whatever it is. <laughs> There's a reason he's blue and it's not organic. Uh, meanwhile, his brother Sindri is a germaphobe who's constantly <laughs> armored and gloved at all times. The blue one is your brother. Yes, though my talents are vastly superior. <laughs> no boast. I swear to Freya. Do not undo his work. Improve upon it only. Yeah. 
But can you can you put it down over there? That handle is no. Filthy. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, no, I am not walking five feet for your convenience. I, I just realized Sindri kind of talks like Stuart from Letterkenny, like the guy, the leader of the Skids group. I don't know. That's an extremely hmm. specific reference, and I apologize. Put a pat up. In many ways, the opposite of God of War. That that show is full of cuts and edits. Yeah. You know, I just made the connection in my head. So we were talking about, like, the cool shit your axe can do. And then that clip mentions Mjolnir. And I'm like, fuck, the axe is Mjolnir. Like, it is basically mm-hmm. a proof of concept I mean, Thor it's, game it's that no one made. It's an version of Mjolnir, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I mean, when when uh, Square put out that Avengers game, like, it, they basically cited uh, Thor's actual hammer as well as Cap Shield <laughs> to this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to say... I wanted to say in regards to the open world, one of my, like, if I'm being frank, I find, like, a lot of the open world trends just to be very dull nowadays. Like, if you tell me, like, if you're you're selling a game as an open world game first, I need to hear more because that's not the selling point for me at this point. But but God of War does this kind of semi-open world, right, where it's like you've got this hub world. It kind of goes off like spokes out from mm-hmm. it, and I like that design. I love like these kind of smaller hubs and biome, or these like smaller biomes around a hub. Like I really like that. the The recent Tomb Raiders did a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like that, that's a kind of design. Like you get that open world kind of satisfaction, but without it being overwhelming. I've had arguments with people who are like, no, that's not open world. I'm like, it fucking absolutely is open world. And I get that there's those other pocket worlds you go to when you mm-hmm. go through. through you but if you can but I'm freely like, access them at any time from the hub world. Like, yeah. yeah, it's that's I'd say, I, I'd say like, game. we just need, I, I think we just, you know, we need a, a PG-13 of this, right? Like we need the in-between between the PG and R, right? Like some things are linear, some are open world, and this sits somewhere, you know, in there, like. You know, maybe there's just not a term for it right now because maybe there isn't enough. And maybe there aren't enough examples of that kind of design, but uh, I'm a big fan of it. Because, like I said, you get that satisfaction of exploration without feeling like I will never see all these things and I will never touch all these landmarks, you know? I wonder if the difference is, is I think occasionally in God of War or even like the Tomb Raiders, they might close you off from certain sections. So it's not truly open world. Like you Mm. can't always go back to certain things, Uh, but yeah. 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 And and you get plenty of the slowly crawling through a small cavern moment so that they can load the next area. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I think we need to move on from this, but I do want to play uh, one of the many lovely stories that Kratos likes to tell uh, Atreus as they go around in the boat. Oh, God. There once story? was a god from Nantucket. There was a horse. The horse sought vengeance upon his enemy, a stag. But he could not kill the stag alone. The horse met a man, a hunter, and made a deal. He took the man's bit and bridle and allowed him to ride in a saddle on his back. Together, they killed the stag, and the horse tasted victory. But the hunter would not release the horse, and made a slave of him. So getting revenge cost him his freedom. Hope it was worth it. It was not. See, it's a fable, Mm -hmm. but it's also Kratos having an allegory to his own past, where he was Mm -hmm. enslaved by the god of war! And that horse was me. <laughs> and that, I, I, that man I was took a pee during this segment because uh, you guys talk about it a lot, and this is that 
four-month period where my, the right side of my TV went out and I couldn't play it. Oh, no. Uh, and, is this when you were playing and, through your VR goggles? Yeah, I was trying to play through my VR goggles at one point so I could continue because I really loved it. <laughs> I love that idea because they, they should have put that in there as like, hey, you can watch TV in this. We'll mm-hmm. give you a nice beach background or some shit like that yeah, rather than just Sam- this floating TVs in the black Is Samsung space. taking six months to fucking – to, to what you call it, fulfill their warranty of a TV you bought from them that just broke. Mm-hmm. Play with the VR goggles. Fucking Samsung. God damn it. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, this is the game I'm most excited to replay, which leads me to believe I can sell my PS5. <laughs> uh, I wonder I if they're going to do Ragnarok like they're doing Spider-Man, where it will come with a special version with a, a definitive edition of God of War 2018. Mm-hmm. I bet they will. Probably. Fuck my... That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, easy, easy incentive to ask for an extra twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, same, same with yeah, Horizon. Exactly. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <clears throat> um, anyway, let's move along to. Oh yeah, pale blood. <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. Yarnum is the home of blood ministration. You need only unravel its mystery. But where's an outsider like yourself to begin? I really want to know where, from software, a Japanese company keeps finding all these great British voice actors with these wonderful <laughs> plummy accents that just put you instantly at ease and just like, it's, it's like walking into a pipe store. There's something about this. It's just very atmospheric and calming. Uh, Can I tell you the one that will that will ruin that for you? Sure. Is is the original Demon Souls? There's the character Satsuki. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you meet him in the original, you know, in the in the new one, you can, you know, they they got I assume an actual like Asian voice actor to mm-hmm. the voice whatever. But in the original, it's just some dude going, "Hi, I am Satsuki." And it is the, oh, it it stings when you come back and hear it. <laughs> I, I see. So they censored so. themselves for the re-release. Fuck that shit. I want it the way it originally was, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, the number Rugal-ish. one's Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne. <laughs> number one's Bloodborne. Blood- Bloodborne it is... might be my very favorite Souls-like or, or Souls I was going to say it's arguably the best one. Yeah. It's 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 pretty the good. way that they just tapped into that they slowly that they start in like you know your Victorian like you know Frankensteinian horror kind of thing and slowly slowly morphed into Lovecraft and you know yeah. great old one stuff is yeah. just well you it, can it, miss it's you, you can miss a lot beautiful. of that cosmic horror stuff up that's until true. like the last level like there's a whole side area where it's like oh shit you just fought an alien but there mm-hmm. that's an optional boss you know? <laughs> yeah <Ebrietas>. yeah I <laughs> remember that was that was the thing that well there's there's the non there, there's the ones that aren't even bosses either there's when you first go to the to the college, mm-hmm. if you go through that one, I, I don't know if you have to go this way, but I remember like as you're making your way to the college, you like you, you just fight, yeah, like a straight up alien. It's not a boss; it's just like a little enemy. But I remember that being this turning point of like, oh, there's something else going yeah. on here. There's and, a, the the cosmic children or whatever, like the weird bulbous headed things. That... Oh, the the living failures, Ugh. which uh, I tweeted once upon a time, weirdly resemble the design of the rug in my living room, and now I can never <laughs> unsee oh, no. it. It's gonna come like, to life, like a... man. <laughs> weirdly um... resemble my father's nickname for me. And my sister. <laughs> did, did you ever let your? It's not an insanity meter, but there's like that one meter that you can let. Inside, you let yeah. it get high enough, you can start to see. Yeah, the insane. 
the yes. big mm-hmm. giant creature. That's the Amidalas, like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and, yeah. And 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 again, true to true to your Lovecraftian mythos, like you 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 gain a knowledge you're not supposed to have, and you start seeing things you're not supposed to see. Yeah. Like all this time when you're going through those streets, these monstrous creatures were just hanging out on the side of the building watching you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love like later on there, like those, those weird like creatures with like the bodies of women and like these giant pulsating brain heads. And if you yeah. look at them, they will hurt you. But if you, if you manage to go and get like, get rid of all your insight so that you can't perceive them anymore, then you can just like walk past and they won't hurt you. Oh, really? I didn't know that. They're, they're, huh. Yeah, they're kind of like the mind flayers, I would say, to go yeah. to D&D lore. Yeah, kind like of, but, were, but yeah. insight, raising your insight, which might also be insanity, I'm not sure, uh, is also uh, key to seeing something in the uh, the main hub area, the, the hunter's dream. This was once a safe haven for hunters, a workshop where hunters used blood to enhance their weapons and flesh. We don't have as many tools as we once did, but you're welcome to use whatever you find. Even the doll, should it please you. That sounds so gross. (laughs) Again, sounds a little weird out of context. Mm -hmm. What a clean, I just want to say what a clean, nice audio sample that was, though. Bravo. That was, whoever extracted that. that that Someone on YouTube extracted that. Um, They also extracted this, which is uh, the doll. You will hunt beasts, and I will be here for you to embolden your sickly spirit. Yeah, the doll is is essential. You have, once you gain enough insight, this human-sized doll sitting in the hunter's dream suddenly comes to life. And mm-hmm. walks around and becomes the person you talk to in order to level up, which is a constant in all Souls games. There's always, like, some young woman or a witch or something that you need to talk to. And, like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a bunch of Souls and you raise my vitality by one point or yeah. whatever. And they have the other guys who are, like, the little shopkeepers who look like the little Souls from The Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. I, keep, I said yeah. the word mm-hmm. little several times there for some reason. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're these these creepy little ghoulish things that, uh, that when you first see them, they seem terrifying because they like there's this POV cutscene where they're crawling all over you. And then you realize, like, oh, they're just messengers. They're here to help me, and uh, they will wear funny hats if I make them. <laughs> so- yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the hats. About the hats. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> What I love about this too was it really. So this is interesting. When I after playing Bud after playing Bloodborne, it changed the way I then played Dark Souls three, mm-hmm. um, and, and for good reason because like you know Dark Souls one and two, it just became you know t- make a tank and roll to the right, right? right? Like it just that's what Dark Souls became. And so like from software realized we got to do something different here, and so they there is a shield in the game I think technically, but it's like basically worthless. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they took that away. You just get your sidearm and your your hunter's weapon, yeah. and essentially everybody had to be a rogue. Like whether you were a magic rogue or, or a melee rogue, everybody had to like it, you could no longer just be like the tank swinging a heavy mm-hmm. weapon, right? Yeah. And so like it, it just totally you had to learn a new combat language for people who were so engrossed in, in the Souls games at that point. And, and then when I went on Dark Souls 3, it was the first time I actually just continued playing a rogue and, you know, went deck-based as opposed to yeah. just being a tank. And yeah. and all that, you know, was also just necessary steps and then getting us to Sekiro, which, of course, has just a radically different combat system from anything else they made. Like, this was a yeah. really... So it was, like, an important evolution for them combat-wise, but then also just such a 
such a beautiful realization, like I was saying, of all that like Cthulhu mythos. I, I don't know if it's an Man. evolution for them as much as I, I think what I've noticed from their games is they have slowly been forcing us to play the way they want us to play. Mm-hmm. So like the parry was always one of the mm-hmm. most powerful mechanics in Dark Souls, but most people didn't engage because it's one of the hardest. It's like you, you got to look yeah. for frames and shit. Right. And then Bloodborne yeah. is like, okay, we're going to give you the gun, which is our 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 version of a shield parry mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then Sekiro is like, no, this is the fucking mechanic. You, you are going yeah. to parry. You cannot play this game if you don't parry. Yeah, and yeah. so it's just more like, I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. It, it feels like it gives you less flexibility. I thought, it, I, I thought it felt more aggressive since I'm a more aggressive player who usually plays a warrior type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am not prone to... I'm I'm more prone to dodge than I am to roll or even parry. So yeah, the yeah. idea of like my my making your gun your shield was yeah. amazing. And that that I I still remember like when that finally clicked in my head. I think I've been playing for hours and just like using the gun as a weapon. And then I I I don't know if I read it or if it just occurred to me that it's just like no, you need to use the gun to interrupt incoming attacks. You yeah, wait yep. until they're mid-swing, you sh- you fire, you knock them off balance, and then you score a few cheap hits. Like, well, that's yeah, how I mean, you win. What's funny is I still didn't – so I, I, I've i always been a dex build in Souls games, mm-hmm. and I but I don't do the parry thing. I just – I invest heavily in stamina so I can roll the fuck out of there. You know, I get in, roll, make get a few hits, and then roll out. And so I could still do that in Bloodborne. You cannot do that in Sekiro. It's, mm-hmm. They just fucking say, yeah. nope, you're going to parry. You're but, going to parry. Well, uh, I mean, Sekiro even changes to where, like, you don't even have to drain the health. And most of the times it's advisable you don't. It's about taking out the other person's stamina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. that, that uh, what was it called? The, the stagger meter? The stagger meter, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I Which uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising has. <laughs> That's true. It does. We'll talk about that in the next <laughs> I, I think, segment. I but I do want to talk about, the, like... The, the, Souls, the Souls games have had an incredible effect on combat in the last generation. Yeah. I'm not a God of War expert. And I wouldn't even call it a Souls-like, but it did borrow some of the... I mean, God of War was a very forgiving combat game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the new yeah, one is not. There's, there's, and, it, it changed... It, I mean, this is kind of a simple thing, but it changed to where now, if I go into a game uh, and I'm swinging some sort of melee weapon, I will now presuppose that those attacks are on the shoulder buttons as yes. opposed to being on yeah. the face button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty, a, because Assassin's Creed uses that model yeah. now, you know? Yeah. It's... it's, yeah. it's, it's in Phoenix Rise or Phoenix, yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of that—that's one of you know, obviously, many things that those games have now influenced over the years. But mm-hmm. uh, man, it really isn't like <laughs> they've just the Souls games really have just had a command <laughs> of game design for a decade. It's, it's, I, feel, been, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't like the Souls game and aren't really aware. Well, of that, he, but, here's yeah. the thing: I was mm-hmm. one of those people for a long time. Like I, I played all the Souls games for like maybe a couple hours each, and they never clicked with me. I never saw the appeal. And then Bloodborne came along, and it was like this Rosetta Stone for me, where, like, for whatever reason, it just pulled me in in immediately. And then, like, I mastered the combat mechanics and everything, and then I was able to take that knowledge to the Dark Souls games, and it's like, holy shit, I've been missing out so hard. These are so much fun. And there's, like, the the, the world design is so incredibly dense and lore-heavy, and... There's all these weird things that like are completely off the beaten path that are necessary for victory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, we even talking about Souls likes mm-hmm. earlier today, and just like Jedi Fallen Order, like yeah, yeah. Who, the game every like I think the average gamer thinks is like it's so unpenetratingly hard. I'm like, no, it's Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. and it's no, not it's an not unpenetratingly hard. hard. It just I want to say also, you, you mentioned things. Twenty years of game conditioning to like never ever get good at combat mm-hmm. ever. You just increase your stats. Yeah. 
You mentioned uh, things off the beaten path there, Michael, and another thing I really just want to praise Bloodborne for, and, you know, this is something that is briefly mentioned in Frameworks' first video on Demon Souls, if I may plug that again, but oh, um, one of the coolest things I think this game did is, you know, the Souls games always had these optional areas. Demon Souls, a little less so. Again, watch the video for more on that, but, uh, you know, Dark Souls had, like, the painted world and some of these optional things. To me, the, like, some of the absolute standouts of, of the totally optional areas are in Bloodborne. There's that entire, uh, like, snowy winter castle that you never have to go to. Yeah. Like, you can finish the entire game and never know it exists. But it is, uh, you go and it's it's a really cool design. You're fighting through a snowy castle. You get to fight uh, this, like, giant martyr dude on a roof with, like, a flint sword. That's the roof fight. Okay, the I was wondering. I was like, isn't yeah, that, like, yeah, a bishop yeah. you fight on the roof Yeah, Martyr Lagarius, I believe, is his name. Um, there's, I, there may be one or two other bosses in there, but... Um, like just this really robust optional area you can totally miss. Like you may never know it exists. Uh, I remember I was freelancing actually for a, for a former employer of a few people <laughs> of this on this podcast, um, a boss guide for the game and, uh, you know, it was ahead of release. And I remember actually specifically having to message, uh, PR <laughs> for, for Bloodborne and say, Hey, um, uh, I looking at the trophies. I know there's more things I haven't found yet, but I've kind of finished the whole game can you give me a hand here? Cause I'm trying to write a boss guide and yeah, lo and behold, wow. Like there are these two optional areas I never even got to. Wow. Um, there's, there's the snowy one. Like I just mentioned, there's, um, Michael, you mentioned the other boss you fight, uh, Abritus, who's, you know, basically the flying spaghetti monster. Yes. Um, like all the weird going all tubules up. coming out of its face. Yeah. Yeah. So going up to, and that's kind of like the ultimate secret fight of that game. Mm-hmm. But again, like you could, you could finish the whole thing, never even know that is, area. Is exists. that the one who like falls down into the cave underneath like the last area? No, I, no, I think that's in the. Oh, mm, there's someone who falls in the DLC. Some stuff falls because you go up to like that ocean that's like up in the sky. Yeah. Um, Where you find that, Rom, I the vacuous spider. Uh, no, in, in the DLC, you go oh, up, yeah. you fight the, um, the orphan, like the, the it's like a right. baby great old one or something, uh, like a baby celestial I never, thing. I never played the DLC because when it came out, I was already deep into New Game Plus, and it's like, everybody's talking about how much harder the DLC is, there's no and way. And you're already, yeah, the I'm, DLC, I'm already, like, with um, difficulty ramped way up. The DLC well, when I the went back, boss that stumped me, I cannot beat Father, is it, it's not Father Gaston. A Lawrence? Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, the one the one that gives you that the one of the best weapons in the game is named after yeah. him. But yep, he's he's totally. in that church. He's so fucking hard, dude. Yeah, he he's the hardest one. And you know, to your point, Michael, when the DLC came out and I was freelancing at the time, they said, "Hey, you did this boss guide. Want to update it?" And I was like, "Sure." Oh, cool. I'm a new game. I was in new game double plus, oh, if I remember shit. correctly. Yeah, because I had platinum it. Um, I did. I had a similar thing because I also I later did one for the Dark Souls three bosses. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, and there's specifically the Fume Knight that I think by the end I was up to like triple or quadruple plus, specifically because I had already played a bunch of it. Uh, I think that's a DLC boss. I had already played a bunch of it, so I was already on like plus or double plus. And then while I was, you know, playing it for freelance and writing this boss guide, I forgot to capture the fight. <laughs> Oh, on video, no. and, and and in Dark in Dark Souls three, there's an item you can use to respawn the bosses, uh-huh. but it kicks them up another notch. So I had to fight this boss on yeah, basically new game like four or something like that, so oh, I could get the no. freaking footage. Was he the one? Uh, he, now he's the one. I think I, 
I think I had trouble with Fume Knight too. I think he is DLC. Is he's like in a round, like a round chamber that you? Uh, he's got two swords. One's on fire, and one's just like this big obsidian sword. Yeah, um, and he's sucks. a nightmare if you're on any sort of new game plus. Yeah, uh, I summoned a lot of people in for those fights for that freelance thing, and a bunch of the comments were like, "That doesn't count." I was like. Pretty sure I got the trophy, dude. <laughs> that absolutely counts. counts. That's why they yeah. put the mechanic in the game. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and also, I'm just here to write this guide. I'm not here to show you the best way to play the game because there is no one way to play the game. No. Let that be the one thing I impart on you this evening, VGA listeners. <laughs> All that matters yeah. is that you hunt. What are you still doing here? Enough trembling in your boots. A hunter must hunt. That phrase got memed all the hell. A hunter must hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic game. And maybe we'll get a Bloodborne 2 down the road. We'll see. Maybe. I love mean, weren't weren't we, you guys saying some... Is this rumored to come to PC too? It's been rumored for like five years. Yeah, people have been talking about it. Um, people have been asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> petitioning for it. <laughs> it, it. It is my favorite Souls game. I think it's it, a lot it, of people's favorite know. Souls yeah. game. Yeah. I think it's it, my it, favorite it too. It might be the most I go back and forth a lot, but... Yeah, yeah. It's it's more accessible. Um, everything people tell me, I'll like the Souls games that I don't dig into very deeply. Some aspects of a of a, what I'm carrying in the lore, like I cared about more in Bloodborne. Mm. Um, I loved its motif a little better. It was not intentionally drab and ugly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's a good place to get started, and you can get it for a fucking song. Yep. Like it's like ten bucks right oh, now. Man. Part of that PlayStation collection yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have part, to, yeah, I might have to jump back in. Get that shit, man. Um, Usually you can get like, the DLC for 20 which is not a bad deal yeah. at all. Like, get yeah. the Old Hunters DLC. Mm-hmm. What a good, what a great oh, yeah. game. Gets me really excited for Elden Ring, hopefully soon. Well, yeah. Man, I thought oh. I had a fun announcement. I looked up the price of PSVR over the holiday season, and I see, oh, Sony's site. Happy. We're celebrating PSVR. We're $100 off for everybody. And then I look up at the top of their banner on Sony's main store, and it's like, offer expires October 26th. I'm like... Oh no, are they just done with this altogether? <laughs> <laughs> no one has updated this page in a month. And <laughs> but I would yeah, I would look for one of the VR sets in Blurred Burn and all these games. Man, yeah. if you have a PlayStation system, I, my buddy Sam is like that. He doesn't have a lot of time and money left over to buy multiple systems and he made the Xbox choice and he's like, Yeah, I've always wanted to get in the PS4. Th- these are the reasons, and you can pick probably a used PS4 pretty cheap and jump right into these games for nothing. And for anyone so. who's moving on to PS5, uh, you can go... I don't remember exactly where it is, but you can go onto Sony's website, and if you input in, I think it's this, your serial number for your PSVR, they will send you an adapter to use PSVR yes. on your yep. PS5 yep. as well. Well, to use the, the camera specifically. It's the camera yes. adapter. And, yeah. and apparently, yeah. like, the PS5 cameras that they sell are not a replacement for that. Like, they're for something else no. entirely. They don't work with VR. Or so I hear. What? That, that's what that's what I heard from someone who bought one. It's like, yeah, it doesn't work with PSVR. So. I hate to say it, but always a good sign when you have to mail in for a peripheral to work with a system, and then yep. they p- release a new thing that doesn't work with said peripheral. Like, uh oh. As someone who who deeply cares about VR, I it it does look like they're treating it a bit as a failed experiment, mm. but following up on their promise to make it compatible to PS5. Sure. Mm. And, but I, I still like what's what's there, and there's still a ton of cool mm-hmm. VR stuff to do. Yeah. yeah. I didn't talk. Did I talk about Guns Akimbo when it came out? I fucking like yeah, no. No, that wasn't Guns Akimbo. What the fuck was? That's the movie with, with Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the Harry <laughs> Potter movie. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. 
Um, but it was great. It was like Beat Saber with oh, guns. Oh, uh, there's a new one. Dan Dan Amrick's been playing that as part of his morning yes. routine, I think. It's been on PC for a while, but it came out on VR, PSVR like a month ago. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. Uh, this is one of the few times I'm not blackout drunk <laughs> as we enter in the new release segment. Yeah, give it give it some time. Uh, that has been our top five PS4 exclusives that really defined the system. Obviously, there are a few that did not make it on our list that will probably make it into our Game of the Year list, and we want to keep those under wraps for now. But in the meantime, we will take a little break, and when we come back, we will talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. I have Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I've been um clinically depressed. A lot of things that have been happening this week includes my doctor quitting. And me having mm. to find a new doctor. You broke them? I did. He quit via suicide. No, he, uh, but, uh, no. <laughs> Funny suicide joke. Uh, no, he, he just moved. So, but like, I'm in the middle of like, oh God, I need a new, my plumber literally broke up with me and my doctor left me. Like, Are you I'm, having a gastro issue? Is that why your plumber and your doctor both had to leave? <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, I am mainlining baked beans. This election has got me so nervous. Baked beans. I've got one inch piece of shit left in me. I got another one to quit, you fucker. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we waste no time talking quickly or making jokes to delay the inevitable press of this That's button that you. makes this sound. You know, Michael, if I was like one of these releases, I would have a clever quip with a Greek accent when you were doing that introduction. <laughs> Always with the Greek accents in Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yes. Uh, another Ubisoft release that we've all been able to play free and early, uh, except for, for Tony. Uh, but the three of us, me, wow, Matt, just calling Chris, me out over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't Formerly come out until of GameSpot. As of this, Formerly. <laughs> as of this recording. Um, but we've, we've been playing it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I was at a press event last week, uh, online, obviously, Zoom event. But one of the developers, it might have been the associate producer, was saying something that just made the whole experience click in my mind. It's no secret to say, like, this is very evocative of Breath of the Wild with the look of mm -hmm. that world and the way that it's laid out. Um, but it wasn't quite clicking for me. And what he said was that they were actually very inspired by classic 3D platformers like Banjo-Kazooie and Jack and Daxter. And mm. once I realized now that, see it's like that—that that yes, gets me very interested. That is exactly what this is. 
Uh, let me tell you, Banjo Tooie, best 3D platform ever made. <laughs> Up until a couple hours in, I I was getting. I said Mario, and I'm like, or Maximo? I'm getting Maximo. Sure. Wow. Wow. Maximo. Maximo. Maximo's Maximo not bad, because the game is very unforgiving at the beginning. It's like, no, you have to earn your powers before you will. You are survivable in this game. Like it's, 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 I've had the luxury of playing three Ubisoft open world games in the last month or so. <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. And, and this, is, this is my favorite, because it's the most different. Wow. And it, I, I, I see, like... I remember you guys were telling me it's getting Breath of the Wild uh, compared to Breath of the Wild. I'm like, I don't see that yet. I do now. It, there's a lot of stuff like Breath of the Wild in it, but it is at its, at its heart like more like a Mario game mm-hmm. with Dark Souls combat. There was some misperception because at first, you know, it, it had that whole revamp. It was, and it's the same team. It's 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 mm-hmm. Ubisoft Quebec City uh, mm-hmm. that had done Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So people said, "Oh, this is a babe, a babby uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This is a cartoony Assassin's Creed Odyssey." And when they did the revamp, they went back and and no, if you aren't into Assassin's Creed, you you could still like this game. There's still AC DNA in there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's it like takes some of the good stuff from Assassins. It takes a lot of the good stuff from Breath of the Wild. And now that Michael, you draw that parallel with like 3D platformers, it's like yeah, there's a lot of collectible kind of mechanic stuff that that's in ACs yeah, as well. But, like, but yeah, I, I also feel like w- when we talk about collectibles, I should say like this isn't just like the oh go around a map and hoover all, up all this stuff collectible it is like there are a bunch of very densely packed activities around this landscape like you know you walk you know 20 feet in any directions like here's a chest hidden in a cave here is a constellation puzzle where i have to like do a bunch of different puzzles to uh, uh, you know unlock all these different orbs and then lay them out on a grid and then uh i get to hear a secret message from daedalus or whatever yes. who designed the island uh, and then, then there are like these these puzzle vaults called the the vaults of Tartaros, which are like these bite sized challenges. Again, it's a little breath like Zelda of shrines. Yeah, a little, yeah. Similar, it, it, it has the Zelda shrines. It has yeah. a lot of environmental puzzles, which Breath of the Wild does as well. But it's Usually not the, just the Karak it's, puzzles. It's not just about checking stuff off a list and like, mm-hmm. okay, I did all these. Now I get an achievement or whatever. Everything you do gives you resources. And uh, coins and things like that you can use to level up or upgrade Mm -hmm. gear or it'll give you new gear. So, like, there's a constant reward cycle. All the shrines I've seen thus far are, like, much bigger platforming sections and feel more like like whatever Assassin's Creed would do when you'd unlock something like that. Yeah, but if if Assassin's Creed had a double jump and uh, stamina-driven climbing. And fucking wings. Yeah. (laughs) And wings. (laughs) The wings. The wings are great. Yeah. And and I love yes. just you know just teleporting to the top of a statue and then just jump off and glide in any direction and find. I, I do want to give uh, credit by the way. I made that joke. Um, the framing device I thought I was going to hate. I thought, mm. oh shit, this is going to be so annoying. I love it. It is very right. well written. It mm-hmm. is very funny at times. Like it, it's so basically it's. I think it's is it Prometheus talking to Zeus telling yes. telling the Zeus story? talking to Prometheus about to kill him and. I made the comparison because I was watching It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life is told to you by angels. Yes. People in the clouds talking about a mere, the, the, the world of a mere mortal, the story of a mortal. And I, I don't like a lot of story in games. I know I get a lot of shit for that. I don't like a lot of interruptive cutscenes, But like mm-hmm. these are just two silly gods talking over me as I do stuff. It's funny. 
And occasionally they do the – so there was a Borderlands 2 DLC, which was like their their D&D thing where like mm-hmm. you will encounter a creature and then one of the gods will change it. Like Zeus would be like, it was this giant cyclops. And then and then Prodesius is like, oh, no, he was like this little cute guy. And they're like, here, let's split the difference. It's a medium-sized cyclops now. And yeah, it's like – <laughs> I did have a fu- – it was to me the funniest moment I've had in a game all year. The narrators were like, and then he lightly sprinkled Aphrodite's tears on the root. And my character just goes, fuck. <laughs> <He starts like, laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, also, I also like that it, it plays around like the narration is is a big source of fun sorry uh in like you have these moments where uh early on you have that that thing where you have to roll a pearl downhill into the the mm-hmm. ocean and the whole time like you know prometheus is like oh the tale of aphrodite's birth is very uh dark and gruesome and zeus is like ah there's nothing gruesome about it uh, grandpappy uranos threw a pearl into the sea and then it kicked up a bunch of foam and uh, it's like if you know the actual story you know it involves uh chronos or saturn uh zeus's father castrating zeus's grandfather uranos the the sky and throwing the genitals into the sea, and the genitals foam and bubble, and out of that foam steps a fully grown Aphrodite. Uh, but this is all about like, no, it's a pearl. It's it's like a stork uh, bringing this I don't, baby. I don't even want to know how they make a mighty Aphrodite. Then do I? I'm, I'm, I'm it's a Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that was I, I was yeah. going to say, I'm pretty sure that's the origin story of Elon Musk as well. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I love uh, that uh, yeah Prometheus is trying to tell this story and Zeus keeps interrupting him to tell this fable about a pearl and finally Prometheus just like whispers in his ear and you just hear what is cut off it's like oh Prometheus you're sick don't talk to me anymore <laughs> but uh, yeah Prometheus played by Elias Tufexis, uh who also played Nicolaus and Leonidas in Assassin's Creed Odyssey was also a character in Asterix and Obelisk apparently like that with that name probably well he is he is, he is Greek Canadian I think and uh, Daniel Matmore who played Socrates in Odyssey is Zeus. So. I think uh, oh. Greek Canadians, they put uh, feta cheese on their poutine. I think it's how sure. that works. <laughs> hey, that's fucking delicious. I haven't played the game, so all feta I can do is make melt. jokes as you actually talk about it. <laughs> Every one of them doing their best Triumph the Insults comic dog impression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> oh, yay. It's a good story. I'll poop on it. But it, but it's a three-headed triumph. He's like, Cerberus, the, the triumph. Cerberus. Finally, a game that requires you to suck. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game. And, and yeah, it sets you loose in this big themed open world. And I, th- I think part of the reason I said, like, what made it click is thinking of this is like, what if it was an open world Jack and Daxter? Because there aren't yeah. really NPCs. This doesn't necessarily feel like a place where people would live but it does feel like a place that you know gods would set up as like yes this is my i am Ares, and this is my giant fortress full of the fossilized corpses of giants and these enormous spears that felled them um, this is the one they'll remember me for. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this and, is a good chance to say we all got codes for this game, yes. by the way. Yeah, I work I work for Ubisoft. These these guys got free codes, full disclosure. Uh, I got it free too. Uh, I haven't I haven't played it, so you can yes. trust my unbiased opinion. <laughs> I, yes, I listen. I can't listen wait to, to see what someone like Tony <laughs> thinks about it, because like I don't give a flying fuck about Greco Roman anything. Mm. But I played so much fucking Hades this year, like 
Oh, yeah. I was surprised. Like, okay, these names aren't completely rolling out of my brain immediately because I've met all these people (laughs) in in Hades this year. They're a lot sadder in Hades, usually. Yes. A lot sadder and a lot hotter. They they did not hold back with those character models. I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing. (laughs) Hades Thirst is real, dude. Hades Thirst is If you've always wanted to fuck a Disney Infinity figure. Uh, but I, I, I was surprised how much I loved it. Yeah, there's a delayed laughter. You're welcome. Yeah. You're, you're well, welcome. all I heard was mm, Disney Infinity figure. Uh, <laughs> I can track it. Gonna try to make it out of hell over and over again. I can't do it, James Woods. Whatever you, you do the joke in your own head. No, we don't. We don't. James we don't Woods do James the, Woods in this house. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> but I, I was shocked by how much I like it. I, I'm, I'm yeah. And yet another reason to sell the PS5. It's like I'm playing more of my Xbox. Again. <laughs> Even though it is on PS5, I believe. it is I on PS5, and that's another thing that's really cool about it that Ubisoft is doing with uh, this and Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, is is that you can play across different platforms and import your save. Like if you're playing, uh, you know, if you have to obviously buy multiple copies of the game. Uh, but for for me, like somebody who has like the Xbox Series X version. And the, the PS5 version and the Switch version, I can s- switch between them. I can carry my save over. There's like a thing where you, okay, I want to upload this save into online storage, and then I switch to another console, and I can download the same save from online actually, actually, and keep playing seamlessly. Not with the PlayStation version. I've, every yes. PlayStation game I've purchased yeah. comes with the PS4 version, so you don't have to buy two copies. Of no, game. but what, what this what he's talking about is that this was whole, part of that whole rebranding, so it's yeah. now Ubisoft Connect. Oh, no, no, I know. It. I know, but if you if you it, it's it's I think it's it should be an incentive for people to maybe play more on their PS4 if they're considering a PS5 they could buy the PS5. Did yeah. you hear there was? A, but what I'm saying is, people, if you're playing on PS4 and you also want to play on Xbox or Stadia, you can transfer yeah, that. You can that do save that. over. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was just I, saying I you don't a, have to buy two versions of the game though, for PlayStation. It's, it's a manual upload. It's very Nintendo in that way. Like you have to hit a manual. You know, you have to to tell it you want to do that. And then this is my chance to rant. So I do not like the way they do the challenges and the rewards and the new, new Ubisoft Connect. It takes for fucking ever to earn enough points to get anything of value in that shit. Oh, I used to I've be never drowning in, in rewards points, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how that works. You get cool shit in the games with those reward points, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm bummed about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, the cross save is more meaningful to me, and... and... I don't. I don't know exactly how that works now that I think of it. But a couple of PS5 games I purchased come with a PS4 version. But I don't know mm-hmm. if that works the other way around. If you can be on a PS4 and buy I mean, the included I, PS5, I know with this one it absolutely does. Uh, if you buy it okay. on PS4, you get the PS5 version. Uh, when you decide to, un- un- to to upgrade for no additional cost, same with the Xbox One, you get the Xbox Series. It's fascinating, man. Yeah. Progress. As happy over. as I am to be on a, a new generation, because the previous one was very long. Mm-hmm. This this specific transition that's happening right now seems more confusing than any generation before it. Oh. Yeah. It's true. You need to think of the the new consoles as like new phones, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's specifically mm-hmm. your Xbox. Absolutely, that is yeah, what yeah, they are yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah I really, I really like this game. I'm, I'm sort of wondering if I, if I can get around to finishing it before the end of the year, if I'll make it a game of the year contender. Just because I, I didn't, I, I really loved Valhalla, but I like this even more. It's just unfortunate we've had like literally four or five open world games come out in this month, and then we still have Cyberpunk coming. It's like fuck. So I mean, it's it's fine. Oh, week, I know what, I know what the next four months looks like for coming me, this but, week. You know. Do we think it'll be delayed before before it comes out? 
Cyberpunk? Again? Oh, not again. You right? think you think it'll actually happen next week? We'll be playing next week. By this time, I'll be playing Cyberpunk. Well, we are a week out from it yes. as of this recording, right? So they're running out of time gonna, if they want to so, push it back again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 shit or get off the pot at this point. <laughs> like, just... Yeah, I mean, it's in a position like I was okay Excuse that it me, got pushed Cyberpunk. again because it did get yeah. it out of the way of so many other you know. Uh, not games of a similar ilk because they are trying to do different things with that, but just generally speaking, you know, games big time sinks, right? I'm glad it distanced itself from that. And yeah. if it, if they do it again, though, they're going to push themselves potentially back into that kind of territory. Because <laughs> yeah. like I know January's got a couple things I want to play, so like uh, mm-hmm. now's the time. Like yeah, like you were saying, let let's do it. Put up or shut up, CDPR. Let, let's see this game. Let me let me do my 14 different you know uh penis customizations or whatever that whatever those crazy sliders are Hell yeah. i mean nothing's stopping you in real life just go go do what you need to do but I, I that's probably not an essential service though in new york city you might not be able to get the piercings you need in new yeah. york i'm be just like saying starting up and like, i want to unlock the cyber cock and they're like the cyber cock is <laughs> premium content I want, I want the premium vagina bones. <laughs> Dude, I'll, t- <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, there was something, and I think the most recent of those Night City Wire videos, uh, one of the like uh, billboard ads in the game is for something called the Milf Guard, like, 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 uh, like the you know Norse mythology Nilf Guard. Well, but that, that's from The Witcher, specifically, Nilf Guard. Yeah, yeah. So it's something called Milfguard, and the banner was literally just this woman with like a a literally dripping cod piece. And I'm like, you're you're doing something here, guys. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is you're selling with this ad, but uh, it's something. Sure, <laughs> why not? Um, uh, some other stuff came out this week. Phoenix, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I'm I'm very much enjoying. I I hope yep. everyone yeah, too. else Agreed. is too. Um, Kronos Before the Ashes um, is the prequel. I'm to blame for that. I'm is to blame for that name. For Remnant from the Ashes. Yeah. Yeah, you want to explain that? I get it now. So, uh, it's it's been long enough. Kronos, when it originally came out on VR, was just known as Kronos. It's a, but it's, I loved when I saw that this version, which is the non-VR version, came out. They actually adopted the subtitle kind of moniker, the theming, and stuck with the Ashes thing. And so now this is, instead of Remnant from the Ashes, this is Kronos before the Ashes. I was like, yes, blame me for that. Please do. Please blame so- me. So is that because someone wants to refer us to refer to this as the Ashes series? Yeah, <laughs> My, Michael made a great Ashes point. Yeah, isn't that isn't that what the I was going to say? Isn't that what the cricket? Thing yes. Is? Yeah. Yeah. Ashes cricket. Yeah. yeah. One thing I, I was surprised, like I've I've been playing Chronos uh, before the Ashes, and uh, I knew vaguely that this was an Oculus Rift title, and uh, but you told me like this was a fixed camera thing again, like mm-hmm. Moss or Astrobot Rescue Mission. And uh, now it's just like a, you know, free 3D camera. It feels like a Souls light, I guess. Um, yeah. The interesting thing about it is that um, when you die in this, and it, it's it's not like Remnant with guns. Like you are, it is is just like a sword and shield, and you're someone like traveling between dimensions, and eventually you want to kill this dragon that's menacing your world and you know commanding this army of monsters uh but every time you die uh the idea is that you are kicked out of this alternate dimension at through a gateway that only opens once per year in your own dimension 
So you will age one year every time you die. And uh, as your character ages, like you'll be able to, uh, you'll get certain perks every 10 years. But at the same time, like you'll reach a certain point where like you can no longer upgrade your strength and vitality and agility. And it all becomes about like the arcane score. And that, that that struck me as interesting. I think I've aged about five years so far because that fucking Cyclops golem on the first level keeps killing me. If you recall, that was one of the original promises of Fable, because the age system would really play into it like uh-huh. that. And I think they, I think did. they had to back away because it they found out it's not that fun. Like if you're like, "Fuck, I died. Oh mm-hmm. shit, I can't, I can't make the character I want now." Like that can suck, you know. Mm, it can. But, you know, early on, you're in your 20s, and it's like, hey, I've got limitless potential. <laughs> right. I don't even need health care. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like myself and Tony. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was this was interesting, and uh, the, the combat is okay. Um, you, you can, yeah. like, you can tell this used to be a VR title, because it's like, yeah, the... You know, you're fighting like maybe a couple of enemies at once. Um, there, the the progression is very simple and straightforward. It feels a bit light, um, which yeah. is fine uh, because the exploration is is pretty fun. But uh, you know, don't go into this expecting something on the level of Remnant or Dark Souls or anything else. Yeah, and I, I should clarify the original, the VR version. The camera was more like a traditional, like a Resident Evil title, where it's just mm-hmm. like, imagine like a fixed camera, the security camera up somewhere in a level, and you're just, your character's running around, and then you'd go from scene to scene, much like early, early Resi titles. Mm. So, as the Brits Rezzy. would say, Resi. Resi. <laughs> Tell me about Twin Mirror, Michael. I don't know what Twin I Mirror I haven't is. played Twin Mirror. I know a little bit about it. It is a don't nod title. Oh. Uh, it, it, oh. It's, it's don't nod doing their own kind of... Um, and now I'm forgetting the name of the the, the, the Twin Telltale. Peaks kind of game. Oh, um, uh, Alan Wake? Shit, so am I. No, no uh, Deadly Premonition? The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my understanding. It's Don't Nod doing a Deadly Premonition kind huh. of. I feel like it's Don't Nod doing a Telltale because I'm like 18 titles behind whatever they're doing. Cause I <laughs> don't Nod has done a couple of Telltales them. now. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Yeah. Life is Strange 1 and 2. And then mm-hmm. what was the, the one? Tell me why. Tell me why. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I heard very sure. good things about. Yeah. Um, this is getting uh, uh, middling reviews, I think, but mm. uh, it's it sounds kind of interesting. You're like you're playing a journalist who goes back to this town in West Virginia uh, to, Almost and you end up heaven. investigating a murder. And you also uh, you you might have some mental issues. You have like this imaginary twin that uh, pops up periodically and acts like a devil or an angel on your shoulder to kind of push you toward different decisions. Wait, like a like a cartoon. <laughs> I, I've only watched the IGN video review of this, and they use that exact phrasing. <laughs> so mm. it sits right. on your shoulder, uh-huh. like hey. yeah. But uh, and and then you have like a mind palace where you piece together clues and things like that. It's, it looks palace kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's some new age shit. If I were we're gonna go to our palace. mind palace now. Yeah, like Sherlock Holmes. You know, mind yeah, palace. that's right. Yeah, let's go. I'll get on the mind palace. It's off exit fifty seven. I wonder if you spend enough money in Red Dead Online, could you build a mind palace? Maybe. Um, yeah, that's that's out for five dollars, limited time. Uh, we talked sure. about it briefly on last week's show. But yeah, Red Dead uh, Red Dead Online 
as a standalone thing is now available for purchase. So well, if you want to play Red Dead Redemption 2, but be interrupted by other people constantly, mm-hmm. this is the game for you. Yeah, I don't understand. Actually, no, I should say, I should point out the cool part of this game, and it's like kind of a, I don't know that it's a spoiler for Red Dead Redemption 2 because you can play it in online, is basically a lot of it can take place on the map from Red Dead Redemption 1. Like yes. all that stuff's in there. Yeah, so. whereas if you try mm. to go into that map in the Red Dead Redemption 2 single player, you will get shot at constantly. Y- yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Until maybe a certain point. That's all I will say. Mm-hmm. 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 I'd rather you put your $5 sort of patronage. Uh, and then there's there's some other games that are... They're not free. We've been called the task for this. That are included in subscription services that we will try. Uh, Worms Rumble is is on PS Plus right now. That's and I think that's that's new. And then Star Renegades is something a friend of the show TL Foster was was talking about on the Twitter that came to Game Pass. So uh, I got to check those out. Hmm. All right. Well, in the meantime, um, we haven't played either of those, so let's jump ahead too. I, I was handling the news for a hot second and the new releases. I just wanted to say that Arcade 1-Up X-Men versus Street Fighter Cab has started to appear at Walmart. Oh, shit. It, it is the most beautiful version of whatever that is I have ever seen, and it comes with 12 buttons and two joysticks. There's nothing better to mod if you find one in the wild. I have never paid full price for one of these things, but they, it is one of the best things I bought all year for my gaming, and this red oh, wow. Cyclops and Wolverine Ryu and Chun-Li cabinet is so wow. gorgeous. I, I had to Google it as soon as you said it. That is beautiful. It wow. Is this is the fucking, kind of thing that uh, college-age me would have crumbled to dust on seeing. Like, <laughs> this is a thing I can buy? This is one of the few things I sunk like, you know, maybe like $100 worth of quarters into and never really got good at. Just nah, more like $50 worth of quarters mm. over the course of a year. But I love this this game it comes with marvel vs. capcom other x-men games children of the atom and again it's nice. the perfect mod machine that is arcade talk i'm here to talk mm-hmm. about console console wars console wars never changes um you were talking earlier microsoft can run ps2 games better than ps5 but apparently the brand new games coming out um certain games are not running as well on the Xbox, uh, and people were trying to figure out why. So I think it was Digital Foundry, you know, they tend to do these, these kind of benchmarking. It's really fucking complicated though, because all these games have like, okay, well, here's your, uh, your frame rate version, and, uh, oh, here's, here's your, you're gonna run it with the ray tracing version over here. Oh, it's the resolution version. Well, this one runs better on Xbox. This one runs better on PS5. Um, but the, the, the kind of big takeaway. Great British accent there. <laughs> that wasn't British. That was my I'll John tell you, bona fide. Um, oh, my bad. Uh, but the, the big takeaway. I was getting more of a carnival barker from that. But okay. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was getting kind of transatlantic on mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Look, you guys want to do your own funny accents? Fine. Yes, yes I do. Uh, <laughs> the big takeaway, though, is that apparently the reason some of these new games are running a little bit better on PS5 is developers got the dev kits sooner. So they've just had more time to work with the hardware. Because technically... 
Digital Foundry when they ran the stats and stuff. Like Microsoft, the, the Xbox is supposed to be slightly more powerful than the PS5, so it is weird that stuff's not mm. running quite as well. I, and, but I, they do I think it's just time, like slightly faster loads on PS5 than on Series X. I was worried about that when because I mean Sony was just hyping like no this this hard drive. The way we've done this architecture, it's super fucking fast. And Microsoft just kind of was like, yeah, us too. But they didn't really talk about it mm. that much. And I'm like, hmm, I, I, I wonder why. Looking at, like, last-gen games, like, stuff loads super fast on both of them. Um, in mm. terms of current-gen games, it's a little slower. And I think the PS5 has a slight advantage right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, Microsoft is touting the Series X as the world's most powerful console. Like, that sure. is their fucking terminology. And when you buy the world's most powerful console, you want it to run games better than the other guy. Uh, so, again, I don't... Dude, I do not subscribe to console wars. I think all that's bullshit. Right. But, um, yeah, for now, Sony has some shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, you know, whatever. Speaking of Sony, uh, there were some leaks uh, that Vice uh, picked up on that talked a little bit about the origins of the new activities feature on the PS5. Um, you heard about this? You guys heard about this activities I feature? You using this? Pretty cool. using this? This is the feature that kind of lets you... I mean, they haven't... I don't think they've standardized how you have to use it, so different games take advantage of it in different ways, but it basically lets you jump into a game kind of at any point. So I know Demon's Souls uses it. You can jump to any any of the areas in Demon's mm. Souls. I think Spidey uses it for specific challenges or activities. Like, here, you want to do this. Um, mm. And the documents that leaked kind of revealed why. So, you know, Sony was basically saying, hey, you keep hearing about uh, single-player experiences are dying. Actually, no. We have some stats showing it's quite strong. It's just there are certain barriers, like a lot of that audience playing those games, they're older, they don't have the time, there is quote-unquote friction um, that they were basically saying, well, how do we design a system that alleviates some of that friction so that people who love their single-player experiences can just get in, play the stuff they want, and get out? Can you imagine not having to walk to someone to get a quest when you know where you need to go? It does seem a little archaic when you think about how we still define an open fucking world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, some some of the like you know, comments that were kind of, I guess, unearthed by Vice that, that um, you know, Sony was referencing. And, like, a lot of these address the idea of time, right? Like, I don't know how long this game's going to take me. I don't know if I have the time. I forgot what I was doing. It takes a lot, you know. And, and I think, you know, that, that you know, to, to Chris's point there, that opens up this discussion of, like, yeah, is are they are is there just too much to do in a game at this point, right? Like, can't we just start stripping this away? Does everything have to be forty to fifty hours, right? Like, I, some of that, you know, we may be able to reduce some of that and, and alleviate some of these things. Um, I mean, and that's that's what Miles Morales does, right? I, I've I've yet to play it myself, but my understanding is it's like we're gonna strip away a lot of the fluff that was, you know, yeah. in that first Spider-Man game, and just here's this really tight experience yeah. with just the stuff you want and nothing more. And I like I, I saw some journalists demonstrating this uh, on Twitter this morning and it was like he he like pulled up the activities menu and it's like oh I, okay, I want to do this bodega mission it says it'll take like 10 minutes and uh, so I just I, I hit that and then it teleports me into the bodega and I can do this mission now immediately. I don't have to swing over there uh, and I know how long it's going to take. Like that's pretty yeah. cool. 
And the article was talking about how, like, some purists might be kind of like, well, that sucks because you're just kind of viewing games as checklists of things to accomplish. Well, you can but it's still like, do dude, it the other way. Nobody's making yeah, you do this. Yeah. It's like, dude, I use fast travel all the time in open world mm-hmm. games. I don't fucking ride my horse in Assassin's Creed yeah. everywhere I need to go. Um, this is just that. It's just and that. Maybe it's compensating of, for all the times that system has crashed on me and I just want to jump right to my mission and not wherever yeah. the last time it chose to yeah. save it. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think a checklist is, you know, a checklist can, I, I do think of some games that way sometimes, like if I'm intending to go at, like if, if I'm intending to get like the platinum in a game, it it, ha, it is a checklist by kind of default in that way, but like, you know, it, it's all about framing the way you're looking at the game, right? Like if you're, if you're looking at it as a checklist, that's going to take a lot of fun out of it. But if you're looking at it as like, this larger game is made of these kind of smaller episodes or these smaller activities... This is this is this is exactly like this is the best way to jump into it. Like it's it's for for a big part of why why the Switch is successful is because of things like this, right? Like we we talk about oh I want this game on Switch because you can kind of play it in these bite-sized chunks, right? And so mm-hmm. you can kind of get the same kind of experience on a home console. Obviously Switch can also be a home console, but you can get the same experience on your strictly home consoles with things like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's a the activities idea, I think it's a great innovation um single player games they're not going away despite what everyone might say um I, you know some of that fear is unfounded but um i've been hearing that for like the past 15 years at least yeah we've also been hearing console games are dead for the mm-hmm. past what 30 years yeah. <laughs> you know i'm sure i'm sure people said the same thing about interactive laserdisc movies yeah man george lucas is going out yeah. Spielberg's got nothing left. It's all about the interactive movies. It's very revealing if you, if you consider, like, this came from Sony, right? These are Sony leaked documents. Like, if you look at a lot of those games we talked about in the last segment, like, Sony has firmly believed in the single-player experience uh, in the PS4 generation, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, they they believe in it because they have stats showing, like, yeah, you know, there are a lot of people that just want to play offline, play single-player experiences, and, and play this way. And that's great to me because I'm like, those were my favorite games last generation. So, yeah, four, let's do that. Four out of those five games are strictly single player. And Bloodborne can be entirely single player if you don't want to jump on the server. Which I didn't. <laughs> but it, they're also third party doesn't have a thing called Lost Leaders. And Sony does. So they're allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to be everything to everyone. And working with a publisher, you tend to notice like, yeah, most kids only get like two games a, a year or a quarter and they have to decide yeah. does it have everything I need in the game and anywho I was saying like did you know did you know that um, did anybody see those shots of Miles Morales standing in front of an in-game Black Lives Matter painting yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I saw that. so that, that's Found actually that something you yeah I went and looked for it and like oh you can't really find that that is something you actually unlock hmm. as part of oh. the story oh, okay. and, oh. and and so what I would and I looked it up blah 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 and I it's not a huge complaint, but like there's a ton of articles that have like taken over the SEO whenever I want to find specific information. Hmm. It would be neat if the Sony activity feed could compete. Like, is it faster for me to just go to the menu, look on my phone and figure out what mission I need to do rather than like go to this point in the game and track it down and activate it. I can just start it from the menu. That's fucking great. I mm-hmm. had plenty of time open world having open world fun in Spider-Man's game. What I don't really want to do anymore is look up on my phone. Oh, that's spam. They don't really have what I need. They want me to watch a whole video in a non-YouTube player. That's never going to happen. <laughs> and so, so I, I, yeah, if Sony can make that faster in the console, that could be really fucking neat. And we, they, they emphasized it in a couple of the early demos, but they're supposed to have like immediately unlockable tips and tricks videos that can yep. you pull up ad free and 
in the experience, but I haven't been able to, haven't really seen that work very well. Yeah, at least not I, I where wasn't those clear if are. those were like user content, like it's it, they will have to get populated over time, or if that's something Sony does for the game. Yeah, you, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be Miles Morales posing in front of a sign that says Hitler did nothing wrong. You cannot leave <laughs> this kind of shit to user generated <laughs> motherfuckers. Please Man, don't. How soon before those little tip things become like a whole sponsor deal, though? <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't even imagine. I haven't used Hulu in a while, and I... Uh, let me pause that and, like, Hot Pockets sponsored my pause? <laughs> this, this is unbelievable. Fuck you know, things. this commercial break is exactly enough time to heat up two Hot Pockets. Yeah, you don't Why want not? a pause. You want Hot Pockets. And then it unpauses. <laughs> With the gooey pretzel bun, the mouse-scalding pepperoni. Buy mm. Hot Pockets to continue game. <laughs> you know what game you don't need to pause? You could probably walk away and go heat up some Hot Pockets and just if you put it on autopilot is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Christ, um, I want a Hot Pocket now. It's just a lump of clay filled with lava, and I want it in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely have some in my freezer right now. <laughs> yeah, why not? Dollar, how are you supposed so, to do um, Well, you probably couldn't walk away, though, if you're playing Flight Simulator in VR, which Microsoft announced is coming this month in December, they are they are adding oh. VR. I mean that fuck man. So many middle aged dads are just going to be trapped yeah. in VR headsets. You know? <laughs> like they have rigs that can run this. Come on, like, dude. Those yeah, are the guys. Saw... They only buy this game, and they have yeah, these, they they spend because they're hobbyists. They spend tens of thousands of dollars yeah. just playing flight simulator. The ones that do. Their kids are not allowed to touch that rig. Nope. <laughs> but it's, nope. it's still cr- like uh, if you listen to bonus time, patreon.com slash laser time, I talked to my uncle who was the only person I know who's been quarantined in China at this point because he flies for a living. And he just passed his last flight simulator certification. And he's like, yep, here's salute. My last before my retirement, I, I'm certified as a certified pilot by this company that I won't mention, but delivers things in a brown vehicle. And um, and he and he shows pictures of the room. I'm like, Are, is that an indoor boat? Um, <laughs> no, that is the current top of the line technology for flight simulation. Yeah, it, it's like a two story thing. It's wow. huge. That's insane. so to be able to be able to condense that experience for amateurs in a VR world. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, because from for, especially from what I've seen from Microsoft Flight Simulator. Do uh, the other thing they announced is in addition to that coming in December. Uh, Early next year, they are expanding upon the UK area of the game, which is like, this is always the dream of this game, is they're just going to like update and make the land even more realistic and, and all this mm-hmm. shit, where it's like, yeah, it's getting more detailed in certain parts of the globe, which is like, I, I hesitate to call it a game, but flights, the new flight, flight simulator is so fucking cool, dude. Like, just hop mm-hmm. in, go to your hometown, find your local yeah. airport from your find hometown. Find your house. Yes, find all yeah. the monoliths. We Just can find like all the monoliths hidden in America. Your city. You will be amazed. You will see. We can landmarks. finally figure out what mobile game is being promoted by those monoliths we keep finding all over yeah, the globe. Gra- granted, you will, see, like, you will see monoliths, by the way, in I'm the map because of those sure. weird map errors. Yeah, like, yeah, like there's the weird like skyscraper story glitch that put monoliths <laughs> in the game, and now we have real <laughs> monoliths in our various deserts in the real world. Yeah. I like believing in a magical world. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of magical worlds, uh, Nintendo World uh, got a release, got an opening date. So it had gotten pushed back. You might remember Super Nintendo World was originally supposed to open in Japan prior to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. But obviously Mm -hmm. that was postponed due to COVID-19. It is now opening February 4th, 2021. And as a U.S. citizen who's not allowed to visit other countries, (laughs) 
fuck. <laughs> whale shit. As 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 It'll Leslie Jordan would say, whale shit. Well, maybe what we'll have doing? our version by the time we're out of this. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where. Like, that's part of, oh, the worst title in the world. Universal's Epic Universe. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible. That is the name of the Universal Florida uh, park where our Super, Mar- Super Nintendo world will reside. Oh. But, like, this shit looks fucking incredible. It looks so cool. I- yeah, they already have opened a, there's a cafe that opened in October at Universal mm-hmm. Japan. Um, but this is like, the full park is coming in February. It's supposed to have all kinds of gamified elements where like, you're going to have like power bands on, and, and you're going to have like AR glasses AR for shit. the Mario Kart ride so you can fire shells in real time. Yeah, IGN, I think, it got to visit. It's weird. I don't think they got to ride the attraction, but they got to visit like the attraction queue area. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. it's like being inside Bowser's Castle. And then like they showed the Mario hat AR headset goggle things that you have to wear while yeah. riding the Mario Karts around, which is fucking. It's called Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge. Um, so that's one of the big attractions there. So it looks so. I almost hate that they only show them off from aerial shots because it. It's literally you walking inside this, what looks like a hidden pipe, like the opening of yeah. Blaster Master or yeah. something. <laughs> just and then you walk into this gorgeous world, and I would just love a first-person shot of that. Um, well, the, the, that's I can the thing. See the IGN it. article had finally because you're right. We'd only ever seen aerials of the land. It finally had some first-person shots of inside one of the attractions, and it's fucking gorgeous, dude. Like, they have this giant Bowser statue where it's like... Because, you know, we're used to seeing stuff with, like, the Nintendo cartoon veneer over it, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's this Bowser statue where you can see, like, the the pores in the stone. You're like, holy shit. I'm not sure that... I think that might be a Mario Kart 8 stage. I'm a a giant nerd for ride queue design, and yeah, this stuff is, is excellent. Yep, and I got to say, Universal, from what I've seen, has done it better than Disney lately. So, mm. God, those Harry yeah. Potter, bravo, rides. bravo! Uh, mm-hmm. That is all the news mm-hmm. that's fit to play. Well, that brings us to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, of course, was if you had to spend eternity inside one game, which one would it be? Or, as Chris more succinctly put it, if you had to be buried in a game, oh, we're using that one? <laughs> what would it be? Um, Tony, you weren't here last week. Do you? Is there a, a game that you'd like to spend eternity in? Uh, I would say my favorite game of all time, mm-hmm. Banjo Tooie. Oh, nice. Um, the I, I won't get up on my whole soapbox right now, but uh, the level design and just the level of imagination that went into everything that uh, Rare did with that game, I I still don't think has been quite matched in terms of platformers. Psychonauts maybe gives it a run for its money, but. I mean, you know, find me another another game where a single level is a flying series of islands where one is a trash can, one's a jello castle, one's a cube of cheese, one is a bank safe. Like, you, it doesn't exist. You can't find me another game that's done that. Uh, it's uh, called Sonic Colors, and it is grossly underrated. <laughs> and- <laughs> uh, uh, fair enough. I will not spend my eternity with Sonic, although I'm sure that's... <laughs> An unfortunate number of people's answers, um, <laughs> but yeah, that would be my answer, Banjo Tooie. Because if that's you know if that's the part of Banjo's world that I see in that Nintendo sixty four game in its limited capacity, just imagine what else is out there. What you don't understand, Sonic, is I'm not spending eternity with you. You're spending <laughs> eternity with me. And then banjo games yeah, that sorry. would just sound like bah, 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 and you yeah. got to read the subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the rest of yeah. time. 
Yep. I can, we, don't, don't get me started, because I can do every voice from that game, and it's, it's not oh, the what? time for that. Oh, Let me hear your bottles. <laughs> oh, bottles, that's a good one. Uh, that's kind of like the... <laughs> so good. This is so good. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with those games. <laughs> really? Uh, I also wasn't here, Michael. Hello, oh, that's true. You weren't. You weren't. Okay. Uh, I'll be quick with mine. Uh, I've always fancied myself like if I could live in alternate time, if I could live in an alternate time, I always thought like the Wild West would have been cool. So, of course, I have to go with Red Dead Redemption 1 or 2. Like just mm-hmm. me being a tall drink of water cowboy. Uh, and that game basically already kind of makes you do crazy shit. Like, hey, you're going to sit for an hour and hunt one buck. That's all you're going to do is sit for an hour. So, you know, it's, it's already like All a my money was on you saying now, Genshin Impact. would you impact. be, <laughs> like, you know, going around doing the cowboy thing? Or would you just be the unfortunate soul just, like, having a drink and then you just get gunned down in the Red Dead Online raid that happens? My guess is, because I have bad vision, I probably wouldn't last very long in the Wild West. But mm. while I'm there, I would be probably drunk fist-fighting dudes in saloons for a pretty good long time, you know. Any y'all want some chili? Anyone need a shin splint for some bad chili? Come here, <laughs> old pal like, Matt For Al. me with Banjo, I, 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 sure, I'll be in that world, but I'm not in that world as Banjo. I don't get to be. I'm just going to be sure. some random resident yeah. of the yeah, island, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> so. maybe you get to be Banjo. Maybe you get to be, like, all-powerful within this world because, I honestly, like, if, if Red Dead Redemption 2 was where I was spending eternity. I see about like two years tops before it becomes like Westworld where I'm the man in black trying to mm. unlock every fucking Easter egg just so there's something <laughs> new. Not bad. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, agree, I agree with Banjo, but through exhaustive research, I have not been able to find many birds that can support my weight. Mm. But um, I do have a lot of failed <laughs> attempts to recreate the Rescuers Down Under opening. Keep so trying. One now, day I'll open up those archives. Now, now, ostriches. We all know there's a famous Disney live action movie where they have an ostrich race, Chris. So. I do. Swiss Family Robinson. Yes, yes. Yeah. It beats a lot of the other animals. And it looks very cruel. <laughs> Probably is. Well, uh, first responder on VidjaGamePocalypse.com was Lambert is Dead, who says, This may well be a case of the new and shiny being favored over other titles, but I have to say, no game quite makes me want to spend eternity in death quite like Hades. Sure. Uh, from the constantly new conversations from the various gods and their passions, wits, and petty little private agendas, I really have fallen for the lot of them, quite unlike any other NPCs in any game I've ever played. The huge, lovable extended cast coupled with the constant evolutions to the halls of Hades and its oddly compulsive business administration, <laughs> I've found my home away from home. Finally, when the almost infinitely large combination of weapons, upgrades, and heat challenges have begun to bore me, I'll spend my twilight years before the end of time just annoying the piss out of Theseus by using my ghostly (laughs) powers to sabotage every fight just to see that smug, shit-eating grin of his crumble in frustration as he loses in battle over and over again and over again. That guy is a dick. Giant dick. Theseus Mm -hmm. sucks. Yes, he does. But, you know, his, his ship presents an interesting conundrum. I love this username, by the way, and I'm in honor of this amazing username, Shaquille Oatmeal. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. If I could spend an eternity in a video game, I would probably choose Skyrim. It has a large world and lots of different and interesting characters. Also, you can roll cheese wheels down mountains and steal anything that isn't nailed down, and mods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mods work. Sure, yeah. Bonko McNulty said, I would love to live in every version of Tetris ever. 
Good luck sleeping, man. Uh, and I'd spend my time waiting until it was one piece too late to give you the long block just because I'm a massive asshole. Oh, I see. You'd be divvying out the blocks. Uh, Cubby Lover said, uh, without question, I would spend the rest of eternity flying around the world in Microsoft Flight Simulator. You get the feeling of flying in the sky and can see amazing sights for the rest of time. Also, even though it wasn't asked, the worst world for me would be to live in a Tetris world, where I'd be forced to watch others playing Tetris and always being pissed off that they made different moves than I would have made. Wow. Sounds like Bongo, McNulty, and Cubby Lover need to settle that score. Yeah, no shit. Pistols are done. Here's my question. If you're in Tetris forever, do you are you hearing the theme music forever? Because that would drive you mad. Yeah, it is weird. I've probably spent the most time with Nintendo Tetrises, but I just played Tetris Connected for Xbox. Highly recommended. Oh, it's good, right? I played it on stream this week. I I Mm -hmm. accidentally went through the entire journey mode on stream. I was like, oh, shit. I guess I did that. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Very good. Pretty cool. And again, free with an asterisk. Yep. Well, on the official Laser Time uh, Facebook community, uh, Ivan Williams says, oddly enough, it's the same answer I would have had for last week's question and my favorite racing series in the world. The Forza Horizon series, in particular the second due to it sharing a gorgeous location with Top Gear's Ultimate Road Trip special in Italy. The idea of forever exploring and racing is cool enough to my wanderlusting mind, but then I could also do stunts I absolutely cannot pull off in my 99 Elantra. <laughs> and in any car I want, give me my Bugatti Veyron. It's already also already populated by ghosts in Drivatars. True. I, 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 it should be said, Forza Horizons, if you've never played it, has one of the most beautifully lush created worlds and all you can do is ruin it with your little gas death machine yep and you can't you can't do anything with it other than drive through stuff and and, and do donuts it's Just such a shame carbon footprint simulator yeah. basically <laughs> <laughs> blow a shitload of carbon over all these people with british accents so sad it's the game that shoves leave no trace directly into your face <laughs> forza <laughs> Alex Hawkins says, Eternity inside of either Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or SSX Tricky not only would be fun, but it's quite possibly what my heaven is like if everybody gets a personal heaven when they die. Flying around on a board, pulling off insane tricks with zero consequences if you fall 100 feet onto your head. Pure eternal bliss. Although that being said, if you remember, I gave my best friend chocolate laxatives and nearly made him shit himself to death, so it's more likely that I'll go to a personal hell, which would be more like an eternity of desert bus. There you go. Or just somewhere, some Twilight Zone version where you're in stuck in 2006's Sonic the Hedgehog, where there's a load screen to bring up a text field. And you're the person that Sonic just keeps kissing over and over at the end. <laughs> I was thinking in the first five minutes, you just fall through the world and you're, you're just falling forever against an endless background texture. No, see, that's, that's a, oh, that's, that's a nightmare, right? <laughs> that is awful to think about. That, ex- that describes the experience of playing the game. Was it you that shared that picture? Uh, some artist had made a pose of Mads Mikkelsen, but posed as yes. Sonic <laughs> from Sonic Adventure. Yes. Uh, two Google images. I have to go. What? How do you do that with a human being? Is that the one where he's, he's like just a ball? It's very funny to look at. Yeah. Hold on. How? What? <laughs> yeah, here it is. What if NBC Hannibal did the Sonic Adventure pose? Wow. I could do... You know what? 
No, I could, a human being could do, I could totally do that pose. I couldn't hold it because you have to kind of do it in the air. I can totally do that pose. <laughs> I hate this, but also <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's one of those. Shit, it looks like somebody is skanking with fingers. It is, what, it is what you're... Imagine the coolest boss you could ever had, but he also ate human flesh. It is fucking awesome. Mads Mikkelsen just enjoying some real big fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> real big fish reference, I love it. Somebody needs to put a keep on trucking on this. On that, that's our new Grindelwald, by the way. Replacing Johnny oh, Depp. God. It is. He's, that's actually the poster uh, for, that's, for, that's, for the I, new movie. I literally made that joke on Twitter when I saw it. I was like, this that, should be the poster. That, that deserves, I don't know, there's two things I saw this week that deserve an internet award. Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> doing the Sonic Adventure pose is definitely one of them. Then my, my buddy, uh, a friend who you can't see, posted a picture of him with a Christmas sweater of uh, Baby Yoda in his little baby carriage. And my friend just snidely, in a picture-only, no-word response, just posted... The cover of the movie Ghoulies with a green, <laughs> green thing with giant black eyes appearing out of a toilet. I'm like, wow, holy shit, that's exactly what that looks like. It's even more appropriate now that we know his name is Grogu. Yeah, I was Grogu. gonna say he has a name, Chris. It's uh, sorry, name. yes, the child. No, it's it's Gogurt. It's yeah, definitely Gogurt. Sweet, now you're appealing to my demographic, Gogurt. It's one letter off from uh, Roger Smith's horrible clone on American Dad, Rogu. Rogu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I watched Disney Plus on my ro- my Groku on my mm-hmm. TV, my Groku TV. <laughs> Finally, Todd Harrison says, as a sports fan living in the COVID times, I would want to spend eternity inside the Madden series. It has everything you can experience right now. Large crowds, no masks, and every so often, you might witness a glitch that may trigger an existential crisis and make you question (laughs) if you are actually a jumble of pixels living in a video game. Boom! Tough acting to neck. <laughs> he had a, he had a gif attached, which if you've played any of the recent Madden games, you'll you'll notice a lot of these. This oh. this particular glitch had a character who had fallen on the ground, accidentally attached to another character model's knee, and so he was trying to walk <laughs> around with this character attached to his knee, and he ends up kind of doing a running man with this other guy attached to him. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's great. All right, new question of the week. Uh, what game do you feel will be most associated with the PS4 and why? Again, we are... I think PS4 still probably got a couple, another couple good years in it, but it is winding down. It will be replaced by PS5. Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that would have been huh. at the top of my list had it not gone to PC. Um, I, I think it's a, a, like just a... It's not a revolutionary game, but it is a very compelling and fun open world game that had a lot mm-hmm. of really cool ideas and let you hunt giant monsters. And uh, I don't know, somebody else go. Final Fantasy VII, weirdly. Just, Interesting. Um, we were talking about this before. Yep. It is still very much an exclusive, and it's a game I spent the most time in. I think, oddly, just because, you know, I got a hookup. I probably spent the most time in Far Cry games, <laughs> technically on a PS4. But uh, yeah, like one of you know, I'm sure we'll get to it. But Final Fantasy VII, I love a lot, and is very much a PS4 exclusive as of this point. 
I'm actually going to say another game that would have made our list had it not come to PC, but I think Death Stranding, just because for me mm. personally, like, the lead-up to that game, if you remember, it was teased so far in advance, and we just kind of knew nothing about it, and we just always knew it as, oh, that's this upcoming PlayStation 4 experience, and then we mm-hmm. finally... Yeah. it was. I couldn't believe it was real when it finally shipped. I'm like, we're actually playing Death Stranding. I can't believe this is and out, it's, and it's a it's game. It's literally it's, brought about from a... a PS4 generational tragedy, like you know, the dissolving mm-hmm. of Konami and yeah. the loss yeah. of Kojima, and then this is the end of that story. Is like, oh, pretty fucking good game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and company. it's it's uh, it's basically 2020 the game that came out in 2019. It, it's it emblematic is... of the PS4's final year as the dominant PlayStation platform. I I saw kind of around when the lockdown was first happening I did see a, a delivery person with the you know the stack of packages on the back and it really was oh Jesus strange Wild. to see like death stranding in real life all this unintentional death stranding cosplay this made me think of another Kojima game it's not really a game but it is literally locked on the PS4 is mm. is uh mm-hmm. PT PT uh, yeah. is, is probably another system pregnant teacher yeah thing. terrible <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, pig tits, yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Um, I'll, I'll do Pina Street. Um, just because that's an actual street in San Francisco. Uh, Pina, with the name Street on the end. Sorry, hmm. there's a tilde in there. Pina Street. <laughs> I, uh, I have to say Bloodborne. You know, we, are, we already yeah. talked about it um, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the top five, but... Um, and especially since it's never coming to PC, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, like, oh, just what a, like, when I, when I, if I just literally, like, go, you know, we already talked about Mind Palaces, right? If I go into my Mind Palace and I think about the PS4, the first game that comes to mind every time I look at this console and I think about it on the controller in my hands is the memories I have of Bloodborne. Every yeah, time it is the fair. first thing that comes to mind. And, it, you know, that's, you know, gut check, gut check, immediate knee-jerk answer, it's Bloodborne. And I think that's for good reason. It's it's at the forefront of my mind, and I think it's at the forefront of, of the PS4's catalog. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah, I was only avoiding stuff we said in the top five for no real reason, but Bloodborne is one of the best experiences <laughs> I've, I've ever had on the PS4. And it taught me to love a new genre of games, which... Mm. That didn't, other than VR, that did not happen a lot this generation. Yeah. There's a lot more of the stuff I played on PS3. Absolutely. So (laughs) what game do you feel will be most associated with the PS4 uh, and why? Let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 396. Uh, alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or you can just ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read off the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's throw some plugs. Uh, Tony, once again, tell us about Framework. Correct. You said that with such certainty. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just um, having a brain fart at, this, at the moment. Yeah, it, did, it did sound like Ron Burgundy encountered a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about Framework. There, more assertive. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so, so Framework is, uh, is my new venture. It is a, uh, video essay series. Um, like I said at the top, it's, it's, uh, it's taking a look at these small things that make a big difference in your favorite games. Um, so we're, you know, we're gonna talk about a lot of the games that, that are, are, 
you know, people are talking about it into. As I said, uh, our first one's on Demon Souls and specifically on World Tendency. Um, so I definitely, you know, encourage people to check that out. And, you know, I, I, we're going to have uh, videos uh, every other week. And, you know, even if it's a game you haven't necessarily touched or maybe you're not interested in, I still definitely recommend you check it out because um, I can promise you it's going to be a high quality video. Um, you know, a lot of time and effort are going into these. Um, it's going to be, uh, it, you know, educational, right? Like I'm trying to find angles and new things to show to people and expanding your horizons is all, is always a good thing, right? These are things I talked about in the pitch video for framework is maybe you haven't played a game. Maybe you don't think it's something you'd be interested in, but just give it a shot and you might be surprised. Like I, I can't tell you the, the amount of games that I didn't think I was going to care for. And I just gave it, you know, a little bit of time and turns out I absolutely love it. Right? So um, you can find that on YouTube. Uh, the channel is called Framework. Um, maybe easiest just to uh, go to uh, Twitter and follow it at Framework underscore video. Um, there is actually tiny URL um, Framework no spaces YT uh, will also take you to the YouTube channel. So you can also do that. Um, and then uh, me personally, I am at Chaingun Pope on Twitter. Don't ask about the name because it's not a good story. Um, it, I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, yeah, follow, follow along and, and check it out. I got a, there's a lot of things already in the works, um, that I, that I'm really, really excited to share with people. So, uh, please do subscribe and, uh, check out all that. Not asking for money or anything like that from anybody. Um, just, you know, subscribe and, and tell people about it and, and give it some of your time. Can I ask about the framework name? Did we already cover that? Like, wh- where does that come from? Um, it comes from a long list of names of "Hey friends" that I'm focus grouping stuff on. What sounds cool? All right. <laughs> nice. uh, uh, um, no, the the idea is the idea is like looking at a game through a different angle, right? Like how are, how are we framing this, and 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 what is literally the framework by which we are understanding this game or, or taking a new angle on something. Uh, one of the original one one name I was kind of interested in at first was Hidden Angle, and upon Ooh. googling that, one of the first results was a. Uh, Urban Dictionary <laughs> result. Uh, apparently, the hidden angle has something to do with like your gooch in some degree. I don't remember what the definition oh, was. I, I but, thought that right? was a Kurt Kurt Angle like finishing move, like a like a sleeper type hold. But that no, sounds yeah. like it, what it would be. But the only result was, <laughs> was Urban Dictionary. So um, framework, and uh, you know that also kind of naturally, like I said, led to some of like the the design and the artwork and the graphics as well that I've that are that are going into the channel. So. Yeah, if you like games, if you wanna if you wanna check out some uh, some what I think are really interesting, fun hooks on games and, and positive hooks on games um, framework, check it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Positivity. What's that? This is 2020. Get that head. <laughs> oh, Positivity. I know, right? What's that? New episode of Laser <laughs> Time coming coming towards you, as well as uh, hopefully a brand new stick of Star Wars as soon as next week. Um, I am slammed. Things are weird. Things are tough surrounded by death as are many of you but uh, yeah can't thank you guys enough for supporting the laser time patreon patreon.com slash laser time trying to keep stuff afloat love you guys thanks for your support that's it cool 
Uh, and then I mentioned it a little earlier in the show, but uh, yeah, you can see me on Twitch, uh, Matty C. Allen, that's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. Uh, I'm also that on the Twitter, which is where you'll receive notifications from me that I've gone live on Twitch. Um, we are going to be doing Monday Night Movies again. I, I kind of had some stuff I had to take care of, so we took a few weeks off, you know, at the holiday, but we'll, we'll be coming back. I am talking and might have a special guest lined up for this upcoming Monday, and then I also stream games on Tuesday. Tuesdays and Fridays, and usually over the weekends, just when I can grab a second to play. So uh, check me out there. Well, as always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com, on Twitter at vgapocalypse, or me personally at wikiparas. Anyway, that has been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. They said no every single time, and then the, the which made the uproar louder every time. Oh yeah, my background is the worst. <laughs> is, that, is that a lost like game adaptation? We were trying to see last night who could come up with the worst background the fastest. And, uh, wow, you got launch PlayStation Three Hurley over. There. <laughs>